Welcome. Welcome, cucks, to another fabulous episode of my terrible podcast, the See Me After Class podcast, the only podcast in Canada. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Had a lot on my mind recently, a lot of stuff I want to get on off my chest. Um, had a good, uh, the holidays were nice, um, apart from a few things, but, uh, I've had a lot of anxiety that I've been dealing with. I want to talk about why for a bit. Um, what should I talk about first? Um, let me take a quick look at my Christ, my fucking phone. I keep leaving it somewhere. I'll just remember. I'll find my phone later. Um, let me just think. So, um, still working on episode 13, in case that wasn't obvious. Everybody's wondering what the fuck I'm doing. Um... I was reading some criticism today. That was fun. And, um, uh, it's, uh, an hour, a solid hour of it is done, dusted, mixed, ready to go. I mean, I could put out an hour long episode right now and show it, but it's not done. It's this, the way the script is written, it's like a feature length script and it's written as one whole piece so I'd rather just put out the episode when it's done so there's at least another 20 minutes to go on it at least it'll probably be uh, closer to an hour and a half to be honest Um, so it's basically like a movie and I'm hoping to get that done as quickly as I can I've been working furiously I took some time off over the holidays but I've been back at it. Um, yes, it's not done. Um, what do I want to talk about first? So, uh, I'll just get right to it. I feel like shit. Um, I feel like, uh, I've been taking way too long with this episode and so I am uh, seriously considering changing my payment model to per video and um, it feels like running on a treadmill you know where I feel exhausted but I haven't actually traveled anywhere (laughs) I mean I have but that's what it feels like because uh it feels like no matter how hard I try and get this fucking thing out, um, I always read some new thing that just puts me in a foul mood. And I don't want people to think that uh, I'm treating my my supporters unfairly. And um, I can say uh, with complete confidence that uh, it hasn't been laziness. Um, I have spread myself thin. Uh, a few times 
Um, but uh, I've always been working on the show every day in some capacity. And um, but it's it's not enough. It's not good enough. Uh, this episode has been, even though it's a feature length episode, I keep saying. It, you know, the episodes are taking longer and longer to come out, but they're also getting longer and longer in runtime. But it's still too long to keep people waiting. And uh, so I want to change my payment model. And not only that, I think I'm, I'm seriously considering getting off Patreon entirely once I achieve uh, something stable. Uh, the past week, I've put out, like... Uh, a shitload of job applications just for anything ranging from uh, local video editing gigs to something just labor focused where I'm just fucking stocking shelves I don't give a shit I'm not above any kind of work you know I'll do whatever just something where uh, I don't have to rely on Patreon and YouTube for an income uh, and have some kind of schedule where I can go out, put my hours in, come home, and I can feel like my time starting from that point for the rest of the day is my own. You know what I mean? Because uh, the way things are right now, it's hard to turn off. Um. Like I've been, I've, I said on Twitter earlier, I was working 90 hour work weeks, nine zero. That's not a joke. I really have been. Um, and, uh, a lot of that work goes into the scripts. Uh, I mean this, the script for episode 13 is done. It's just a case of uh, finishing it. I'm, ac I'm actually, uh. I've completely outlined episode 14. I've already gotten a bit of a start on that. And um, another one of the reasons I, I want to get off Patreon is because of the whole Sargon thing. Um, a number of uh, big major Patreon users have recently left um, because they deem it unethical to stay on the platform. A platform that has demonstrated that it is policing the content that it f facilitates. You know, Patreon has, uh, instead of just being a payment model, it has now uh, stepped into the territory of, of um, deeming what content is okay and not okay. And whatever content is not okay falls under the vaguely defined umbrella of hate speech that nobody feels the need to articulate exactly what it is. You know? So, Patreon just says hate speech, and uh, uh, Patreon and Sargon had an exchange of emails, and Sargon of Akkad, the last email he got from Patreon was ba Patreon basically telling him, uh feel free to provide us with a list of evidence uh, that proves that you weren't saying hate speech. So it's basically like a witch trial where he's guilty until proven innocent. And there's no way to prove his innocence because 
the term hate speech that they're using as grounds to ban him is not defined in the slightest. And uh, I technically am already in violation of Patreon. And if Patreon decided to target me, they could just take me off their platform anytime they want. Because I said the big bad N-word in one of my Arby and the Chief episodes and my podcast. And some people hear this and they think, uh, oh, John just wants to run around screaming the N-word at everybody all the time. And it's like, no, it's not about that. You know, it's the difference between the fact that you shouldn't be able to say something and the fact that you can't say something. You know? And, um... I've had so much fucking anxiety. I, I don't... I hate that I'm complaining so much, but I feel... I've got to fucking talk about this because it's on my mind and it's driving me fucking crazy. I could barely enjoy the Christmas holidays. I was so... I, I did enjoy them, but I was so fucking anxious throughout the whole thing and I felt like I couldn't switch off my brain because it's like... Christ, it's Christmas and episode 13 still not done. Everybody's wondering what the fuck's going on and I'm I'm going to take time off because it's Christmas. Like everyone's like, "Fuck, what are you doing?" I so I feel this constant pressure to not stop. And the tree fucking falling on my house through a wrench and things cuz I I wanted to get some like I was working my ass off right up until like December 22nd I think it was 21st 22nd and I was like okay I'm gonna get voice acting done and then I'm gonna take that data out of town to uh, visit my mom for the holidays and before I could get to the recording that it was that morning that the tree fell on my fucking house and knocked out the power for a few days when I packed to to leave town it was I was the house was pitch black the power still hadn't come on I was stumbling around in the dark packing um so look this uh I don't I mean I am catering to a minority here I think and I think that's probably annoying a bunch of you where it's like, dude, we don't all, you know, we, we, we don't all, we aren't all impatient. Like, it's okay to take a break, dude. I think that's what most people think. And I am so grateful for the support that I've gotten over YouTube and Patreon, sincerely. Um, but the vocal minority, either way, is enough to drive me fucking nuts. And I hate reading posts and Reddit threads where people are just like, like, what's he doing? He's not fucking delivering. He's he's on the monthly model, and he's not delivering the show. We've been waiting like half a year for the show, and it's still not here. And it makes me really sad, and I feel like a big piece of shit. And I don't want to feel like that anymore. I don't want to feel fucking anxious. I'm not lazy. I want to work. I'd rather work on my own stuff. But to be honest, the idea of having a 9 to 5 isn't so bad anymore. I used to fucking hate the idea, but 
the grass is always greener on the other side. You know what I mean? It's like pe- people with nine to fives envy what I do. It's like, dude, you just get to sit home all day and just fucking work on whatever you want. That's like the dream, dude. It's it's not exactly a dream. It's it's nice, but it's not a dream. It's uh, it's a lot of fucking work and it's a lot of fucking anxiety, especially for someone like me. I mean, there's some people who can handle this sort of thing. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm cut out for like the um, for having this being my my main occupation. Like I'm so I'm dedicated to Arby and the Chief absolutely, and whether I'm on Patreon or not, I'm going to be working on the show regardless. I'm not stopping work on the season. I'm going to finish the season. I'm going to finish what I started. Just like season five and six and seven, I will finish season eight. But I would like to do it on my own time. Um, I don't want to feel this sickening anxiety anymore. Um, Constantly feeling that I'm not delivering enough. And um, yeah, so I would nice. It'd be nice to get a a part time or full time local gig somewhere where I can just go out, put my hours in. Maybe if I work hard enough and I have some, if I'm just, you know, sitting on my hands at work, not being productive, I can use that time to work on the show, get some writing done, you know? And then when I get home, I can have fun. I can play video games, which I haven't, I've, that's not entirely true. I've played, I played, I played Red Dead like four weeks ago. I played a little bit of my Raspberry Pi, like a couple hours on that. That's all the game time I've put in the past, like, yeah, the past month. Yesterday I played a little bit. Um, but I want to be able to just go out, work, come home, and then I can relax and I can... I can have I can spend that time having fun if I, if I want or I can just I can work on the show which I probably won't mind doing because at least I won't have that fucking pressure of like well people are going to be charged this month on my Patreon so I got to fucking I just want to be able to s- switch off and I feel like I can't switch off as long as I'm on the the monthly model so here's my plan um I'm not I don't want to leave Patreon entirely just yet because one I haven't achieved something stable yet and two uh there's not really a reliable alternative yet to switch to uh in terms of crowdfunding cuz apparently PayPal and Swipe and uh Subscribestar and all these uh substitutions for Patreon they're getting attacked as well you know and they they don't have the staff or relevance or infrastructure to like stand their ground when it comes to this politically correct bullshit anyway. You know what I mean? So uh it's like if not Patreon, where then? Um and I'm actually waiting on uh Jordan Peterson to finish his uh his Patreon replacement. I don't know if you guys know about this, but he's 
apparently talking with a bunch of engineers and shit. And he's trying to get like a Patreon alternative up and running that is not that lets people fund whoever they want without this worry of like, is it hate speech or whatever? You know, like there's no human intervention. I think it's a bit like cryptocurrency in that way where it's like there's not one, f is, you know, you don't have the monopoly man at the head of it all running everything. The, the uh, cryptocurrency is like it runs itself. It's like an algorithm. It's cloud computing, right? And I'm, I'm curious if this platform that's being developed by the IDW crew and Peterson is uh, something like that. And um, so, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to leave quite yet. And if until I get something that's really stable, I don't feel comfortable in leaving the platform entirely. But what I'm what I want to do is switch to the monthly model. And uh, I'm going to I haven't. Uh, I put out a bunch of applications. I'm still waiting for a response. Hopefully I get something. But um, I don't want to charge anyone for January, any of my patrons or until until I get episode 13 out, I don't want to charge anyone if, if, the, if the video is not coming out. The month that the episode is done, then I'll do it. Um, so there's the, the plan to switch to the monthly model. Or not, no, off the monthly model onto the per video model. So nobody will be charged until I decide, like, okay, I'll charge for this upload, which would be episode 13 right not counting the podcast i'm not i'm not counting the parts i'm ca i'm talking about the whole episode once it's done so um so that it will probably involve taking a hit financial hit next month but uh i'm in an okay place right now thankfully the youtube super chats have really fucking helped out so thank you for that i'll get to those in a minute by the way or soon um I also, I took some work um, cutting a promotional video for somebody's VR game. And they offered me quite a generous sum of money to do that. So I dedicated a bit of time to that while I'm working on Arby and the Chief as well. Um, so I'm hoping that'll be enough to keep me afloat for a couple months. And then hopefully this month. I'll hear back from one of my applications and I can get a little gig, get some money coming in and I can continue to work on the show at my own pace on a per video model. And so no, no patrons have to feel like they're being charged for nothing anymore. I mean, it's not, I don't think a bunch of the criticism I'm getting is entirely fair because it's not nothing. I mean, I'm, I do the podcast, that's work, but, you know, nobody really thinks of it as work. It's just like, oh, that, that, that's, your, that's your fun time, doing the podcast. This couldn't possibly be work, sitting, me sitting here talking to you guys. And then there's the music, too. I do music, but nobody gives a fuck about that. Nobody considers that as, you know, the, the Patreon product. 
you know it's like if i have a subscriber on patreon it's like i i became a patron for arby and the chief not this other bullshit your fucking gay little podcast and your your gay music <laughs> and um uh what do i want to say fuck i don't know guys so you heard you heard my plans. You know? I'm not I still want to work on the show, but uh I want to change the payment model so you guys don't feel fucked over cuz I really don't want that. I don't I don't want that to be how people remember me, you know? I don't want to be the guy who's described as like well, season 8 was okay, but he f- took fucking forever to make it and he charged his supporters a shitload not that I'm forcing you I mean anybody's free to stop pledging whenever they want but like I want people to think of me as like that guy's a stand up dude and he does what's right at least what he thinks is right and he makes a good show and he doesn't want to take advantage of people he wants to he wants to entertain people and have fun doing it you know, I want to have fun doing this, and I, I, it's, it hasn't been fun lately. It's been really fucking maddening, to be honest, with the anxiety. It's like, it's like having my soul slowly devoured every day, like nibbled at by rats. Like, if the soul is physical, imagine it being nibbled by little creatures every day. Like, that's how I fucking feel. And I just feel like a piece of shit. I don't want to feel like that anymore. I can't stop feeling like I'm a fucking loser. I want that I want that to change. I'm not just complaining. I'm taking steps to address this. I've like I said, I'm waiting on uh I'm waiting on a response. Okay, I'm re- I'm going in circles here. So, let me move on on to the next thing that's upsetting me um I lost a cast member um I still have as I told you guys I I was bringing back Elizabeth Carr Ernst and Kale Anonymous to the show to reprise their season 6 characters for season 8 I still have Elizabeth she's in but I lost Kale okay I'm not happy about it. I still got love for the guy. Um, uh, I love his work. I wish him the best. But uh, he bailed. And it was, it was based on the finished script. And a character bio that I had spent like an hour writing for him. Like in an email. Like once he... Like years ago he had said like, I'm on board dude. I was like, great. I'll let you know when your your character's back in the story. And now that time has come. So recently I reached out to him again. I'm like, hey, just checking. Are you still on board to, uh, to come on? He's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And so I sent him the script. I sent him his sides. And then I, I wrote a long paragraph 
I didn't mean to scare him off. I was just like, for, because I was asking for his talent as an actor, I wanted to give him something to bite into. So I'm like, here's your character. Here's your backstory. Here's what's, here's your motivation. Here's what's going through your head. You know, here's what happened between season six and season eight, that kind of thing. And uh, like a, a couple weeks went by, went by. And then he suddenly responded to me saying, uh, very briefly, saying, hey, after reading this and thinking about it, I got to step away. And uh, he said, I just don't think this is a character I can play. And I reply, I, I read that email. I'm not putting him on the spot here. I'm not shitting on Kale, okay? I love Kale. And I respect his decision. But I'm telling you guys because I told you guys he was on board. Because that's what he told me. And now he told me different. So I got to tell you what's going on. Okay? Uh, I don't want to lie to you guys. I mean, why would why would I want to do that? Like, I got to tell you what's up. But I don't want to put him on the spot either. I don't want people to like... I don't want people to think less of Kale. Like, oh, he bailed? Fuck that guy. Like, I don't want people to, to think that. He's got his reasons for bailing, I'm sure. And I think it has to do with political correctness, to be honest. I'm not sure what it is. It could be a scheduling thing. I mean, I, I, f I fought to get him back. I really did. I emailed him back. I read his email and I, my stomach sank. I felt like throwing up. I was like, fuck, dude. Really? Really? Like... <laughs> Like, I, one of the reasons I, I felt inspired to do an eighth season in the first place was, was because I your character was so memorable and I wanted to bring him back. Like, your performance was what made me want to bring the character back. And now I've spent years building up to the reintroduction of this character and now you don't want to do it anymore. And look, he... It was... His decision was based off the finished script and the bio that I had written for him. So, like, I took a gamble there, you know? I didn't really tell him what his character was in this season precisely, other than, like, he knew he was going to reprise his the character from season six. He knew he was going to play a villain. But I guess based off of my synopsis for this season of the character, he felt that it was too much. Apparently, I'm such an edgelord. My material is so edgy that I'm, I scared away my own actor. And uh, I think it's a PC thing. I think he probably has, he probably has a cool, th uh, neat thing, employment thing going on with a network of people who are immersed at least somewhat in this political correct culture. And I think he doesn't want to be associated with a, a villain that has been set up to be anti-PC. Like, that's kind of one of the cores of that character this season. Um, he's, he's like an embodiment of, like, he's like a count, a phys, a, the physical embodiment of a counter to political correctness. You know? And... I didn't sleep that night. Like, I got that email from Kale, and I just... I fucking paced around my bedroom all night, just, like, fucking freaking out. Because I was just like... I, pr I promised everyone Kale was on board. I'm 
I've been fucking working my ass off. This is the last thing I need right now. Come on, man. And now I've, I've like, here we go. I'm inevitably going to let people down. And, um, uh, I emailed him back basically begging him to reconsider. I was just like, dude, I respect your decision. If you don't want to come back, I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to, I can't force you. Obviously I wouldn't, but just please give it some more thought because like, like whatever, however, like terrible you think that your character, the character is that you're playing, like I'm making him that terrible for a reason. Like I know how terrible it is. I'm not insensitive to the terrible things he's doing and saying, like I get it, but like, you know how it is, like, season seven, I tried cranking things up a notch with Eugene, and now season eight, it's like, I feel like I gotta crank it up to 11 again with the, with the villain, you know? And, um, and so, like, I, I'm deliberately setting up Adam to be this really fucking evil character, and there's a reason for it. Like, good and evil is a really strong theme in this season, right? And, um, and purpose, you know, and, you know, purpose kind of being is found in a synthesis of the two or a navigation of the two between good and evil. And it's, it's hard to explain because this season is about a lot of things, but, uh, I was just like, don't, don't just think I'm being edgy for its own sake. Like, I know you think the character is too much, but just at least acknowledge the the fact that i'm doing it for a reason and your the character's antagonism plays an important role in the story and the important the the story is very important to me and like if someone has a problem with your your character like i'm the writer they can take it up with me you know i don't i hate this pc bullshit i don't fucking care like i just want to write what i want to write and and sh shoot it tastefully and make it like a solid fucking movie, you know, and put it out there for people to enjoy. And even though it deals with like sensitive and edgy subject matter, I feel like I can do it in such a tasteful and cinematic way that it's like, you know, it's... <sighs> you know how Louis C.K. I can't praise Louis C.K. anymore because he's a monster. But... Before Louis C.K.'s scandal and everyone liked him, he had this amazing ability to to bring real audiences into very uncomfortable territory and just kind of make it lighthearted and funny. Uh, he has a great bit in one of his shows where he just talks about using the N-word. And... Uh, it, I kind of see a similar thing in my show with what I'm trying to do. It's like I'm dealing with really nasty words and ideas and subject matter, but I'm trying to do it in a way that's it makes it obvious that I'm self-aware of what I'm doing. And it's like there's a cinematic storytelling purpose to the negativity, right? I'm tr pouring a lot of negative energy into it and trying to like make the final product something positive. You know, and so I was I'm trying to explain this to Kale, but I don't think it matters. I, I, I emailed saying, 
I I give I gave him an out basically. I said, look, you don't don't feel pressured to respond. If you don't get back to me in a week, I'll assume you will have moved on, and no hard feelings. Okay, I still love you. I still love your content, and uh, I wish you the best. But and I said, whatever you think of my writing and the character that I wrote for you, please don't think less of me. Um, please don't think that I me I mean spirited. Please don't think that I have a black heart just just because I wrote such a pitch black character. Like, there's a storytelling purpose to the antagonism. And, um, but I haven't heard back from him since. I really tried getting him back, and I don't think he's coming back. And so, I don't mean to put the whole weight of my s the eighth season of my show on him, but I kind of did. and And now he's gone. And I, I just feel terrible, cause I the first my first instinct was to take it personally, like I always do. I'm I'm a fucking baby when it comes to that shit, you know. I couldn't stay objective. I'm just like, Jesus, there must be something wrong with me, you know. Like, is my moral compass so twisted that actors don't want to be affiliated with me anymore? You know what I mean? Like, is there is there something wrong with my I mean, there probably is something wrong with my outlook on life, but I don't think it's, like, to the degree that it, that it's poisonous. I mean, whoever ends up playing Adam is going to be playing a very foul character, but he is foul deliberately, and I'm, I want to juxtapose that foulness in the story with good-heartedness, you know? Because life is a battle between good and evil. You can't just suck all the fucking negativity out of everything. Like this whole PC culture is insistent on doing lately. You know? So that's that's really been bothering me. And, uh, and so one of the other things I wanted to talk about on this podcast was that I'm doing an emergency casting call for Adam. Because... I mean, I'd just do the fucking voice if I sounded like Kale. I mean, I wanted Kale back because he was so fucking good at playing Adam. That's what baffled me about his answer. He's like, uh, I don't feel this is a character I can play. I'm like, dude, you played the character in season six so well that I wanted to bring you back. I don't want to make it seem like I'm furious with him. I am angry, but like, I, I don't, I wish, I have no ill will I harbor no ill will towards the guy. I really, I wish him the best. I like him. It's, I just, I feel a bit let down. And uh, I need to cast somebody as Adam. I'd, I'd do it if I felt I could, but I don't think I can. I'm doing enough characters already. Like every, almost every fucking character sounds like me. I'm sure that annoys a bunch of people. Um, but I don't know anybody local who can do a voice like Adams. Uh, and so I think I'm just going to uh, ask the fans. Like I'm going to ask on here and I'll make a post on Twitter later saying, hey, here's the situation. I got to do voice casting for Adam. And so if uh, if you or someone you know is decent at acting voice acting in particular um, and voice acting is acting so you got to know how to act it's not it's not radio it's a performance right 
So you got to know how to act and you got to have a good recording setup. I don't want to have to clean, like I can clean up audio to a degree. Like I can open it up on audition and get rid of some noise, but uh, hopefully you have some halfway decent recording equipment. And uh, I would like, if people think they got what it takes, I would like them to just send me a reel. Just like any dialogue. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what it is. I don't care what the test dialogue is. I just want to hear an example of the performance. So like if you're if it's something you're interested in, if you're a voice performer, you feel you can do Adam. It doesn't have to sound exactly like Kale, by the way, because like in season six, Kale was playing an eight-year-old. <laughs> I know he didn't sound like he was eight years old, but that's the character he was playing. And so uh, f- like four or five years have passed in the story since season six. So Adam is not eight anymore. He's in the story. Adam is 15 years old. So he, he's gone through puberty and his voice is going to change. So I can, I can get away with cast recasting the role, uh, to a degree because of that. Cause like, Oh, you sound different. I guess it must've been the puberty. You know what I mean? When it's really a different voice actor. Um, uh, I, I even offered to pay Kale. By the way, I paid Elizabeth. I even, I, I even paid Elizabeth. I, I gave her back pay for uh, the episode she did, the the session she did for episode one, and then she did another one for episode seven, I think. And I, I couldn't pay her for those at the time because I didn't have the cash. But I, I, I emailed her recently saying, "Hey, I'm in a position to pay you now. So I'll pay you for the previous sessions, and I'll pay you for this new one." And uh, I've been. I paid Elizabeth, uh, I offered her 60 bucks uh, per session. So that's uh, based on a $30, a rate of $30 an hour for what I assume to be two hours of just like looking over the script and doing the recording and then sending me the file. I figure that's about two hours of work. And, um, and so I offered 60 bucks per session. And I offered Kale the same thing. And uh, when he said no, uh, I actually, I offered to pay him more. I'm like, is it money? Like, I'll pay you more if that's what you want. Like, no, like, no hard feelings. If that's, if you want more money, if you feel like this isn't worth your time and it would be if I had paid you a bit more, then I'll, I'm willing to pay more for you because I want you back. And he replied saying, it's not the money. It's not the money. It's not being tied down to it. It's not the fact that it that would it would be recurring. He was on board with that, but there's something about I think the anti PC nature of the character that he doesn't want to be associated with. And f- you know, fair enough. If he's if he's got like a thing going where, like an employment thing, where they would object to him playing a role like this, I don't want his employment to be put in jeopardy because of because I insist on doing my show you know like in 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 within the perspective of his life who gives a fuck about my show you know what matters is him and him being secure financially and I respect the shit out of that like he can do what he wants uh it's I just can't help but feel a bit sore about the whole thing and it's just like I th- I thought I had him on board for so long and now that he's bailed it's not a huge deal I don't think like but in my head 
like in that instant when I find found out that he was bailing, like I felt like the rug was pulled out from under my feet and I just went felt like holy shit like oh I for years I thought the show was going one way and now it's like here's a drastic change and I'm like oh shit I don't know if I can deal with this like I I felt very unsettled and it took a few days for me to relax and be like just chill out I'll I'll find someone else to do it because you know there's a there's an infinite amount of talent out there you know somebody can do the role Hopefully someone who's willing to uh, to embrace a character like this. Like, I haven't ruled out the possibility that, you know, if, if somebody on here in the chat or on Twitter when I post later, if they were to, like, volunteer their services and I'd send them the sides, they would do the same thing where they're just like, oh, shit, this is the character I'm playing? No, 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 I can't do this. I hope that's not the case, but... Uh, just fair warning that this is a really edgy character that you would be playing. Whoever wants to volunteer their services. And I I would pay you. I would offer the same I offered Kale, the same I paid Elizabeth, six, uh, 60 bucks per script. So if I need you for another episode, then that's another 60. You know, as long as I can afford to do that, I will do it. Because I think people should be paid what they're worth. And, uh... And Elizabeth has been doing terrific work for me. And she deserves everything she gets. And, um, uh, and, and I'll, whoever wants to help me, I'll pay them as well. Um, so if you're interested or you know somebody who's interested, uh, please send me an email to my jcjgram at gmail.com address. Um, in the subject line, put, uh, Adam audition, something like that. Um, and, um, just give me, attach a, attach a sound file. Doesn't matter what the file is. It could be wave, could be AIFF for some weird fucking thing. As long as I can open the file and listen to it. Um, Send me a file with uh, a demo reel, just of you uh, playing the Adam character, but with whatever dialogue. Like you could even uh, just because I don't want to just give out the script and sides to 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 anybody, you know. Before because like once I once I what I want to do is just hear example dialogue from people and then pick somebody. And then have have an exchange with them afterwards saying, hey, I really like your performance. I'm going to send you the sides for the actual episode. And then I'm going to have a bit of an exchange where it's like, please don't divulge this to anybody. Like, I don't I don't I don't want any person to just like, hey, I'm interested. And then I send the scripts and then they end up not sending me any voice work. And then they just leak the script. Like, I don't want that to happen. I'm sure none of you would do that, but I don't. I just I want to be careful with this and I don't I'd rather not have any story details leaked. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. And so whoever whoever would come on board to help me would have to I'm not going to make them sign an NDA, but cuz I think that's just dumb. <laughs> um but I would I would insist on having not having the materials leaked. Like please please don't. 
I'm asking you nicely. <laughs> in absence of an NDA, I'm asking nicely. Please don't leak any of this, what I'm about to tell you and stuff. And Whoever comes on board, I would give them, like I did Kale, I, like a paragraph bio saying like, okay, here's roughly what's going on with your character, what your current motivations are. I'm not going to spoil the entire season, but I'm going to give the person enough so that they can play the character like the character should be played, you know? And uh, for for something to use as example dialogue, what you could do is just load up an episode from season six where Adam is featured and then just listen to his lines and then just repeat those lines in your demo reel and send that to me. Like, I just, I want to hear, I just want to hear what you sound like. And if, if I find someone that I like, I'll then follow up with them saying like, hey, I really liked your th performance. Are you on board with this? Do you agree to like not leak any materials? And then it's like, okay. And then I'll send this stuff over and then whoever does the work, they'll record a session, send me the file. They don't have to trim it or anything like that. Like you can just hit record do all the voice performing and flubs and whatever. You don't have to cut anything out. Just like hit stop and just send me that whole file and I'll edit it. I'll I'll cut out whatever I need from it. So you don't have to worry about that. Um. So yeah, that's that's what's going on. I still have Elizabeth doing Kylie, which I'm really I'm relieved and happy about. I'm relieved to have her on board. Um, she's, I mean, if I, if I asked her to play Adam, I mean, she, I imagine I mean, she might be, she might've reacted in a similar way, but, uh, she's probably on board with it. Cause like, well, at least I'm not playing Adam. You know what I mean? Like, at least I'm playing somebody with a modicum of a moral compass. You know what I mean? Unlike someone like Adam, who's completely abandoned morality. Um, anyway, so that's, that's the sitch, that's the sitch dudes. Um, I got all the voice work. It's it's just Adam's, the live, the only live action voiceover I need now is, is for Adam's character. And, uh, I'm at a loss right now, so I, I need help from somebody. Somebody's willing to to do the role, and if so, and whoever it is, if they're prepared to do like multiple episodes, because this is going to be a major recurring character going forward. He's essentially the B plot lead character, so the lead antagonist. Anyway. All right, so I covered that. What else is there? Um, do you guys do you guys want to hear about the tree falling on my house? I can tell you a bit more about that.
how do we audition again? Just send me a, send me an email, jcjgram at gmail.com. In the subject line, put Adam audition or just something like that with those keywords so I know what it is. And just attach a demo file, an audio file with some example Adam performance, your best match when it comes to performing Adam. It doesn't have to sound exactly like Kale, but just somebody who sounds a little bit like him and can pull off that character's like ethos, that mentality, the the rage of that character, the the, the bitterness and the rage that that character represents. Like that's that's the most important thing, more so than sounding like Kale. It's about embodying the character and and playing a character that is genuinely uh genuinely like intimidating vocally you know anyway so email subject line demo reel doesn't matter what the file format is doesn't matter how long it is I'll navigate through it I just want to hear what you sound like and if I like the performance I'll get back to you because I imagine I'll get a lot I won't be able to respond to them all How do we know what Adam is like? Because he's been in season six. Just go on my YouTube channel. Go look up season six of Arby and the Chief on my channel. And you can load up any of the episodes. One of them will... Ha a bunch of them have Adam in it. So just listen listen to his voice. <sighs> anyway. All right, so the tree. So um, I'm sleeping in as I usually do because I work really late and uh, I'm in bed and I hear this massive crash outside. Well, first I hear the wind blowing and it's just the wind is so intense. I'm like, holy fuck. I open my window and it's like trees are fucking bending left and right. I'm like, God damn, that wind is strong. And then I heard this huge crash outside. And I wasn't sure what it was. It didn't sound like a tree hitting the house, but it was loud enough where I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't loud enough that I thought the house was damaged. I didn't even, I didn't think anything hit the house. I thought, fuck, what was that loud bang? Did, was there a car accident outside on the road or something? And so I, I threw some clothes on. I went out and I'm looking around and I looked to the neighbor's half of the duplex that we have. And uh, a massive tree in the yard, the front yard next door, had blown over be due to the wind and crushed uh, one of the upstairs bedrooms. Like if, if someone was in that room at the time, they could have died. And I looked at the damage and I was like, holy fuck. I mean, this had just happened, right? There was no like... There was no accident scene tape. There was no emergency services. It was just like, fuck, the, that tree crushed our that half of our house. And I was thinking, God, well, like, what if somebody was in that room? You know, so there could be a fucking dead body in there. Our neighbor, one of our neighbors could be dead. And so I'm fucking, I s start getting worried. And so I went up to the house I was actually underneath the fallen tree 
but I, I had to get underneath it because that's that was the only way to get to the front door. And I, I needed to check to see if they were all right. I didn't know what their phone number was. So I, I went up, I walked over like broken glass and shit, ducking under branches, and I rang the doorbell. And I was waiting for a response, and nobody was answering. I'm like, fuck, well, either there's still a dead body in there or nobody's home, which I hope was the case. Um, and, uh, yeah, so nobody answered the door. So I'm like, fuck, I better get out from underneath this tree. And, uh, and I did. And, um, I let my roommates know what was going on. Uh, I called 911. Um, I told them what the issue was and they put me through to the local, uh, oh no, they, they dispatched... No, no, uh, the 911 dispatcher just told me that uh, BC Hydro and the local fire department were already aware of the situation because there was, like, apparently a bunch of, uh, a bunch of shit was taken out. Like, a bunch of trees had fallen, there was a, there was a few houses damaged in our area. It was a huge fucking storm. It wasn't just localized to the district or even the city. It was like even over in Vancouver Island, people were victim to the same windstorm. It was fucking huge. Um, and um, uh, I so I called nine one one and they said, uh. Hydro company and nine one or the fire department are already aware. They are already addressing multiple uh, um, instances, like cases. Like they're busy, based on what I'm trying to say. They're fucking busy, and they'll get to your house when when they can. And I was like, all right. And so I waited outside for the fire department to see if they would come within an hour. So I just sat out there. I lit a fucking cigarette. I was just fucking sitting there, chilling. People were walking by like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's what happened. And uh, people were like driving by and like slowing down in their cars so they could get their phone out and add the the, the tree that had crushed my house to the to their Instagram story. I wanted... I was... I had to bite my tongue. I wanted to be like, fuck you and your Instagram. Stick your phone up your ass. You know? Uh, yeah, I hope I hope you got your Facebook, your Instagram story. I hope you got a cool thing you can share, even though it didn't happen to you. It's like you can take credit for it on your social media and use it to get a bunch of likes, asshole. And so I'm sitting out there. And then this uh, this lady, uh, she walks up the street. She sees m the tree. She sees my house. She walks up to me. She's like, do you live there? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, that tree that fell on your house, that's my tree. <laughs> and I didn't know what to think. I was like, half of me was like, so it was you. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I didn't do that. I was just like, uh, oh, <laughs> cool. And, uh, apparently like, like the, the, the property that the tree was planted on, it was her property and the tree had been there for a very long time. And 
she had no idea that it was going to be blown over like that. Nobody anticipated this storm. And, you know, even if the storm was anticipated, uh, I don't think she would have guessed. I mean, obviously, she didn't guess that uh, a, a windstorm in this area could be strong enough to uproot a tree like that. But, goddamn, it was. Um, uh, and, um, we, we, we talked for a bit and, um, I mean, at, at this point I still think like, fuck, maybe there's still a dead body in the, in the house. Like, I don't know. Cause nobody else is home to like, let me know the dead body. Isn't going to let me know, obviously. Hey, I'm dead. Uh, the fire department isn't here to go into the property and see if there's a body. I can't go in. I don't want to break into somebody's house. So I'm just fucking sitting outside. I'll just keep smoking. <laughs> and, um, uh, what else? Oh, and then, uh, one of the people who, uh, there's, there's a number of people who live next door to us. And one of them showed up and uh, he was started talking to the lady. And I remember I remember the wind blew his hat off <laughs> and it rolled down the road and I saw it and I ran after it to catch it. And he did the same thing, but I got it before he did. I'm like, there's your hat. He's like, thanks, dude. And uh, he said, uh, I'm your neighbor, by the way. And uh, I recognized him, but we had never really been formally introduced before until now. It takes a, a tree falling on the fucking house for me, for us to get to know each other. But uh, we shook hands, and I'm like, dude, were you home at the time? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I was downstairs, though. So that the house was empty except for one guy at the time, and he was downstairs when the tree hit. So he was home, but nobody was hurt. He was, she just heard the crash. She's like, what the fuck is that? And then he went upstairs, looked into the bedroom and then just saw, you know, you know, that scene in Poltergeist where the tree comes through the fucking window, the scary tree. It's basically that we opened the bedroom door like, holy shit. And then, um, and so we were talking for a bit and then, uh, he's like, well, I got to go to work. <laughs> So, uh, I'll see you later. I'm like, all right, yes, peace. And then I just sat outside for a bit longer waiting for the fire department. And then I'm just like, fire department still didn't show up an hour later. I'm just like, dude, they're probably fucking busy. What am I waiting, waiting out here for? Like, there's nothing I can do here. The power's out. I can't, I'm not he man. I can't fucking lift the tree off the house. What am I doing here? Am I just waiting for the, like the fire department doesn't even need me. They'll come by and then. I mean, they'll probably want to ask me a few questions, but I mean, there's nothing they can't assess just by l looking at the the situation. And there's no damage to our side of the house, so they had no reason to enter our side of the property. Um. So, uh, eventually, the um, fire department came by. They put accident tape around the house. Nobody w could go near it. Um, our property owners came by. 
to see what was going on to check in on us. I had phoned them earlier to give them a heads up. And uh, one of them was like, you're welcome to stay at a friend's house tonight if you want. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, that's the idea. Um, didn't realize I needed permission. <laughs> I'm just joking. She was, she was being nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I did. I stayed at a friend's house that night. And it was the night after that I went back. I went to visit my mom for the holidays. I wasn't going, I wasn't going to do that until a few days later, but I was just like, fuck the power's out now and there's nothing I can do about it. So I might as well just leave early. And, uh, during that time, the power was out. That was when I was supposed to get some voice work done for part D of episode 13. And I didn't get that done. And once I had left out of town, uh, it was then I couldn't find the time after that to get the voices recorded. Like I didn't have my setup and, uh, I was doing a bunch of things during the day. Um, that was why I really wanted to get that voice work done before I left. But then the, the power outage just threw a wrench and things. And then, uh, so that's why there wasn't anything in December. I wanted to get something put out in December, but there wasn't. And, um, and so when I came back in January, I, I got back to work immediately. And, uh, part episode 13, part D is out on Patreon for $1 subscribers. And, uh, Part E is is uh, just about done as well, and that's going to go up really soon. So um, I'm thinking uh, the end of this week, Part E will be put up. So um, the whole, all of Episode 13, everything that's done of Episode 13 so far is about an hour long in total. So like if you're if you're throwing me a dollar on Patreon per month, you can go on there and watch it all right now. Part E very soon, but everything else you can watch right now. And um, and yeah, so that that's my uh, oh yeah the tree. So the tree, they uh, emergency services came by. They lifted the tree off the house. They cut it up. It's a big ass tree. They cut it up, and the massive tree parts are just like lying flat on our front lawn right now and it's like the city doesn't want to do anything about it the city just left it there and then they told our property owners that it's their responsibility to get rid of it and the tr the tree parts have just been lying on the lawn for like a month now and uh hopefully they have plans to get lift the this stuff away soon because it's really it's really thick like it's a massive pile of wood outside like you can it almost obstructs the entire view of our house and um so hopefully they get rid of that and that's my tree story i hope you enjoyed my tree story everyone let me pour some coffee here So, 
does anybody want me to to elaborate on anything further? How is everyone doing? Uh, is there anything you guys want me to talk about? Anything you're curious about? You have any questions about what I said about Patreon, about the payment model, about Adam, about me leaving Patreon in the future, in the near future, because of the free speech thing? Um, should we just go to super chats then? Where is the new episode? I'm working on it. I promise, okay? I know it's taking me a long time, and I feel like shit if it's any consolation. But I am working on it furiously. I've been working on it. I took a, I took a little bit of time off over the holidays. Not that it helped much. I was still an anxiety-ridden mess. But I, I worked over the holidays as well. Not quite as much, that's all. But I'm back to work now. And I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it done as uh, as quick as I can because I don't want to keep people waiting any longer. I'm frankly fucking embarrassed, but I think it's really good. And I worked really hard on the script, and I'm very excited to show it when it's done. And I'll do a live stream of the release too when it's done. Um, and um, I don't. I don't want to charge anybody uh, this month on Patreon. I want to give my subscribers a break. They've been uh, supporting me consistently, monthly, and I am so grateful for that. And I don't, I don't want them to feel like they're being uh, used and uh, that they're not getting what they're paying for. I want, uh, uh, I want people to feel like they're being treated fairly. And uh, I'm I'm current I am seeking other employment currently, and that doesn't mean I'm going to stop working on the show. I'm going to keep working on the show, whether I'm whether I'm on Patreon or not in the near future. If I leave Patreon, I'm still going to work on Arby and the Chief because I like creating content. I just I like doing it at my own pace, and uh, the crowdfunding model has been too stressful for me, and I don't I don't. I want to be happy again, god damn it. I want to have fun doing this. I want to have a stream where I play video games with you guys and finish off Majora's Mask and not have to feel like a guilt-ridden piece of shit. Because I should be I should be editing. Not playing video games. What do we pay you for, John? We pay you for Arby and the Chief. Not your stupid podcast. All right. So, uh, are we doing super chats then? Did we agree that's what we're going to do now? Hold on. I'm just going to make sure no one has questions about... uh, One question. Have you cried yet? No, I haven't cried. But uh when I when I got the news from Kale, I was genuinely upset. Like I my stum I felt sick to my stomach. I'm not shitting on the guy, I'm just saying that's how I felt because I thought I had him on board for so long and all of a sudden I didn't. 
and I really like that character, so it's a real shame that uh, that I don't have him doing it anymore. Um, how soon how soon is Adam going to be reintroduced? Well, he's in episode thirteen, and he speaks in the episode. So this is why this is an emergency casting call because, like, I need his I need him cast for this episode so I can finish it. I've got other things to do on top of that. I've, I mean, I've got some, a bit more gameplay to shoot. I'll probably do that tomorrow. If if you guys are on board for that, I'm going to do another one of my Watch Me Work streams, and I'm going to finish off recording the gameplay scenes. And while I'm doing that, that'll give people time to respond to my Adam voiceover request and give people time to send me submissions, and then I'll take some time to go through them. Pick one that works. Um, Japanese accent for old time's sake, John. Japanese accent. <coughs> Japanese accent for old time's sake, John. Please. <clears throat> there you go. Japanese accent for you. So it looks like everyone wants a new super chat. So like, so let's do that. Um, bup, 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 bup. just catching up on chat here. Okay. 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 Shame for display. <laughs> Captain Desi says, what's happening, John? Captain Desi here. What was your name again? Thanks, Captain Desi. I remember you. I'm just joking. Thanks, buddy. Kirkland Signature says, shut up, neeger. I can't say that word. You'll get me banned. That's hate speech. I'm not going to define what hate speech is, though. It's just hate speech, okay? Okay? Thanks, Kirkland. I know it, I can always rely on you and your Costco savings. Poglins for life. Thanks, buddy. Another one from Poglins for life. God damn it, Captain Desi. Yeah, Captain Desi, what the hell? Kmater356 says, welcome back, John. Thank you. It's good to be back. Um, I was actually anxious about even doing this podcast. That's another thing. I don't want to feel like that anymore. I feel apprehensive about going on my own podcast because I feel embarrassed that I'm not fucking getting enough done. Even though I have been working my ass off. But I'm just like, well, I've got a lot on my off my chest. And once the podcast is done, I'll probably feel a lot better because I'll have told everyone what's on my mind and what's going on with the show. And that, uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll have put out, I'll, I'll have put out the request for the voiceover. So I, I don't, I can stop thinking, I can stop worrying about that to some degree. I can just let some time go by where I'm like, people know I want to cast the role now. So I, I can just wait for some applications to come in and then I'll, I'll listen to those. Um, <clears throat> 
Kirkland Signature says, John Hologram represents the duality of man on another level in L.A., a space odyssey foam apologist retard fibberliber Graham. How did you know my middle name? That's private. Thanks, Kirkland. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, John, you get my pee-pee hard every time I see you live. Well, thank you, man. How flattering. You leave a lot of super chats, too. I really appreciate your uh, your help, guys. Really do. Thank you. Kirkland Signature says, I love you, BB. Thanks, ma thanks Kirkland. You got to take it easy, buddy. You only need to send one super chat. Even one is is I'm incredibly grateful just just for even just a two dollar one. You don't have to send a two dollar one and then a billion other two dollar ones and a five dollar one. You can just do the one. Poglins for life says, "Do what you got to do, my friend." Less than three. Yeah. Um. I mean, um, having a day job isn't exactly my dream. I would like to just work on my own stuff, distraction-free, but it's, it's too much stress, and it's too much pressure, and um, I want to stop feeling guilty and anxious. I'm doing, I'm keep repeating myself. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. I need a change. I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. I just, I want a regular, a regular nine to five. I can come home and then my time is mine to do with as I please. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll spend most of it working on the show still anyway. But at least, at least I have that psychological relief of being like, well, I have a stable source of income that's not online. So if I want to take a break, I can, and it's okay, and I don't have to feel guilty. That's that's what I want, you know? I'll probably end up getting more work done when I have another job, weirdly enough. I mean, physically, it's kind of impossible, because I am working, like, 18-hour days on, on the show. But, like, um, I think... I. I even though I'll have like a day job taking up a lot of my time, I don't think my productivity in regard to my YouTube stuff is going to fall that much because I like working on my content. I like work. I like my show. I like Arby and the Chief and I want to finish the episode and I want to work on it. It's not that I hate it. It's not that I don't want to work on it. I do. But uh, it takes a lot of time, especially what I'm doing in particular with this season, with this episode, because this episode is going to be like an hour and a half. It's a fucking movie, you know, and it's a movie that I've got to write and I've got to rewrite. I've got to polish it and then I can't just pass it off to somebody. I'm the one who's got to fucking pre-produce it and produce it and post-produce it and do all the mixing and make sure it's just right. And... um some criticism I read recently said uh, 
They couldn't decide. They were like, he could be taking a long time based on a number of options. Option one, he's like a perfectionist and he's just obsessing over it and he doesn't he doesn't have machinima breathing down his neck this time so he doesn't feel that pressure of deadlines and it's like uh you know so they were saying it's either that you know basically a lack of discipline and perfection and too much perfectionism or he's just lazy and i promise it's not laziness it's it's the first one. It's me being a fucking perfectionist and being obsessed with just making as solid a product as I can and I'm trying to wow people with this new episode. That's probably not going to the out going to be what I achieve, but I want I want to aim for that at least. And if I don't hit the mark then fine, but uh that's what's going on, okay? So So yeah. Um, thank you, Poglins, for life. Captain Desi says, I don't know if Canada has Amazon Flex, but you can try that. That's how I've been making money lately, though it's not very big. How many kilometers have you got on your Raffle car? Uh, just over 100K. 100,000 kilometers. Um, what's Amazon Flex? Is it something to do with my car? Is it some kind of ride-sharing thing? Isn't... I thought Flex was like a... Like a device. Like Alexa or something like that. Um, Yeah, I don't really want to do... Something that involves driving. I applied to editing jobs. Uh, like... Um, retail jobs. St stocking jobs. Uh... I applied to a job today where it was just like lifting pallets and unloading trucks and shit. I'm like, fuck, I can do that. At least I would get some exercise at least. You know, I could go out, do my hours, get really good exercise, get paid for an honest day's work, come home, and then I can work on the show if I want or I can just have fun. And uh, it's okay if I do the latter, you know. Um... So I'd rather not do a delivery or like a car driving thing. Because I'm not entirely comfortable on the road. I can drive just fine. But uh, there's a lot of pressure for me anyway. Driving people around and... Uh, I, don't, I don't like being responsible for somebody in a, in a vehicle. You know, God forbid something happens. I just I I'd rather not do a driving job. I I I would love the ideal position would be just like a little office reception thing, where like I just have to. It's just like data entry and answering mail and running errands. I'd be perfectly okay with that. I don't mind. Um, thanks, Captain Desi. Really appreciate your support, buddy. Commander Decca says, Salutations, gentlemen. Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to see you streaming again, John. Stay strong. Thank you, man. I will. Kirkland Signature says, I'm going to pee. I'll DM you a vid. Oh, thanks, man. I can't wait. Sounds delicious. 
Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, If John worked on the show for as much time as he goes to the washroom, bathroom, we might be somewhere. Just kidding. Love you. Oh, you were just kidding. Thanks, Supersonic. Kirkland Signature says, Well, here's my money for the next two months. <laughs> Give me it all. Thank you, Kirkland. Kyle Regal says, Heart. 20 bucks, man. Thank you. Big thanks to you, Kyle. Um, Poglins for life. Another 10 bucks, but no no text. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Jojo97 says, I love you, BB girl. You really don't give yourself enough credit. I'm glad you think so. Um, and uh, I hate to put you guys in a position where you feel like you constantly have to give me compliments. Uh, I mean, I like when I hear compliments. I'm not going to deny it. But um, I get really fixated on the negative vocal minority. It's incredibly distracting and it makes me feel like shit. So you, you guys consistently make me feel good about myself and what I'm doing. And uh, I can't thank you, you guys enough for that. Pickle Man Machinima says, take care of yourself, John. Thank you. I'll try. I've just, I've been anxious, but uh, I've been doing okay otherwise. I got my health I got a bit I got I still got a stomach problem. I'm I'm having an endoscopy done in March. So that's going to involve me being sedated and having a camera put down my throat to look to see what's going on in my stomach. I think I might have a hiatal hernia. Uh that my stomach is protruding through a tear in my abdominal wall. And it's giving me like heart palpitations. And um, I'm not in pain, but I feel some mild discomfort. And I get weird palpitations and uh, pain whenever I twist my body in certain ways. Uh, like I'm, in, I'm inclined to not exercise because I'm afraid of my condition, aggravating my condition. And then, you know... I get heart flutters and I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, uh, I don't want to feel like that anymore. So um, I'm going to get this endoscopy done in March and then they'll be able to assess what to do from there. So I might it might involve surgery. I'm guessing uh, based on, based on uh, a family member who had a similar condition and surgery a few years ago for it, It'll probably, if I do get surgery, it'll probably be a, a keyhole incision where they make a small cut and f fuck, I, I heard about the treatment that uh, my relative of mine got for her condition, her stomach condition. And apparently what they did was because her stomach wasn't closing properly and so it was causing acid reflux. So acid would shoot from the 
stomach through the, up to the esophagus and burn it because the valve wasn't closing properly. So what the doctors ended up doing was wrapping her stomach around her esophagus to like, as a way of artificially closing the stomach. And I'm like, really? That's what they do? That seems like such a fucking like DIY, like, like, I f like, where was the surgery done on stage on the red green show where they just fucking wrap duct tape around your stomach and then you're like, all right, you're, <laughs> you're good to go. Um, so they might end up doing the same thing to me where they just fucking, they just wrap my stomach around my esophagus, I guess. And, and like, like the idea of that makes me feel really funny. I'm just like, Oh God, that must feel that. that wouldn't that make my insides feel all weird and like, but you know, apparently it really helped, uh, that person. So, um, I don't know. Hopefully there's no complications. I'll get the endoscopy done and then we'll, they'll decide what to do from there. Um, so, uh, thanks Pickle Man Machinima. I'm doing all right. I appreciate your guys' concern. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, Milk my little nip nippies dry, John, and fill my tummy with your cummies. I'm yours to suck dry. <laughs> uh, are you Stephanie Meyer? Is is that an excerpt from your your new novel? Thanks, Supersonic. Captain Desi says, John, don't beat yourself up, bro. Things happen for a reason. I know shit is tough right now, especially with losing Kale, but you'll find someone else who can do this. Yeah, man, hopefully. I know there's a lot of talented people out there. It's just it's it's just upsetting, you know? I really I really wanted him back. And I respect the shit out of him and his talent. He's so good at what he does. And I hate this PC culture that we live in. I hate that people have to like shy away from a role that I wrote for them because they're afraid of what people will think of them. You know? I tried explaining to him via email. I was like, dude, think of it as like... Do you guys see that new Lars von Trier movie? The house that Jack built? where Matt Dillon is a serial killer who, like, does increasingly ridiculous serial killer things. Uh, to the point where... It's it's the one where, like, like the Cannes Film Festival had banned Lars from Von Trier from ever submitting a film again. But then the ban was lifted. And then Lars Von Trier's comeback film was so obscene that it made, like, hundreds of people leave the theater disgusted. And um, I was like, fuck yeah, Lars. Fucking off-putting all those pretentious cans, can film festival people. Um, I like Lars von Trier. He's, he's a bold filmmaker. But like when he... Like <laughs> he cast Matt Dillon in that movie in a very unflattering role. And who cares? You know? As, 
It's amazing. Like, people are apprehensive of playing characters that are not PC, but they're okay with playing serial killers. And it's like, where's the line drawn exactly between what's okay and what isn't okay? You know? And it's like, you think after Lars von Trier made that movie that everybody's going to think Matt Damon is, 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 a, is a terrible person? Well, he was a serial killer in that movie. That must mean he's a serial killer in real life, right? Or like uh, Edward Norton playing a, a skinhead white supremacist in American History X. But nobody thinks badly of Edward Norton. His performance in that movie is lauded because it's a good fucking movie. And it uses the evil of that character for a thematic purpose. I'm I'm not saying I'm as good as those movies, but I'm trying to do essentially the same thing. Where it's like you're playing a role in a grander story. The story isn't about just you being crude. I'm not trying to be evil and provoking for provocation's sake. You know? It's just like, here's a character, he's really terrible and edgy, but he serves a purpose in the story. Because you need to conflict, you need to contrast good with evil. And this is season eight, so, and I'm bringing back Adam, the character, so I'm like, if I'm going to bring back Adam, then I'm really going to fucking go for it, you know, and just crank it up to 11. And just be like, just try and build up this character as the most evil fucking force in the show so far. You know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, but fuck, he, he wants to, he doesn't want any part of it and I respect his decision. So as I said, if you think you can do it, if you think you got the chops, send me a demo reel and, uh, and I'll pay you. Anyway, thanks Captain Desi. I appreciate it, man. Rivers 727 says, so what you're saying, John, is that you're hiring. <laughs> Look, um, I have been getting a lot off Patreon and YouTube, but I'm not exactly Mr. Moneybags over here. I'm getting by. And I, I am, I'm not in debt. I'm act, I've actually saved a little bit of money, which I'm very happy about. And I have you guys to thank for that. And I've been very frugal with my spending, or trying to be. Um, um, but, uh, but I am in a position to pay my actors if people are going to act for me. Oh, and, uh, the, the guy who remastered season one, episode one, I paid him. Um, I'm holding off on having him remaster episode two just because I don't feel quite ready to pay him because it's like 250 bucks an episode that I got to pay him to do it. And uh, I'm not quite in a position this month to do that. Maybe in an, another month or two, if I have a stable income by them, I'll uh, I'll give him the green light to go ahead and work on episode two and I'll, I'll pay him his fee. So that's a lot of work, you know. All that, all that sound design and mixing, you know. And if he wasn't doing it, I would be doing it, right? But I've got I've got too much fucking shit to do with season eight. So it's like like I need fucking I need help, you know? And if somebody's gonna help, I need to pay them, so 
so yeah i'm paying uh, i'm paying my remastering guy and i'm paying actors whoever helps me out um so thanks river 727 um michael says my voice is good i could try voice acting hey uh if you think you can if you think you can play that character and you got decent recording equipment send me a demo reel i like i said send me an email subject line adam voiceover send me a demo reel thanks michael slider turtle says anxiety is like hearing the boss battle music play while nothing is happening yeah dude <laughs> that's a pretty good description try going on runs john it helped me a lot back in high school love you yeah that's something i shy away from as well because of my stomach condition because the bouncing up and down when I'm running, that can shake my stomach and potentially make it slip through in and out of the, the tear in my abdomens. And it, it makes me stop in my tracks and makes me think that I'm having a heart attack. It's happened before where I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Like, I literally do that. And uh, it's like, oh, I didn't die right then. Thank God. And so I really want to get this issue fixed. I hope it's not serious. We'll know in uh, in March. Um, where were we? Anxiety. Oh yeah, 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 man. Anxiety. That that's how I felt a lot of the time over the Christmas holidays. I'm trying to like. God, depression and anxiety is just so awful. Like I'm, I. I experienced it recently and I was I'm trying to remember how it felt like cuz at the time like it f it was getting to me so much I'm, I was just thinking about how it was making me feel and I'm just like I want to remember this moment because I want to describe later what this feels like and I I did mention it earlier it's like having your it's like something in your solar plexus let's call it your soul being slowly nibbled at you know I was just sitting there staring, just fucking clenched up. And I couldn't fucking relax. Sick of that shit. So yeah, anxiety is like hearing the boss battle music play while nothing is happening. Yeah, it's like if you're playing Ocarina of Time and it's like you're within the range of Z-targeting an enemy. You're not right up in their face, but you're within Z-targeting range. And you can hear the, the, the battle music playing at a very low volume. That's a little bit what it's like, yeah. And that's more of a comedic, light-hearted way of putting it. I think the, the way I described it is a bit more accurate, if more depressing. <clears throat> um, thank you, Slider Turtle. Digital Dude. Says, hey, John, my name is Dakota. I've been a longtime fan since 2009. I love your work in writing. I'm sorry to hear you're having problems with impatient fans, but I'd like to think that means they love your work. You know, I th you're you're right about that, dude. The ones that are the the ones, the vocal minority that I keep talking about. I should take comfort in the fact that at least they care about my show. You know, 
They're they're upset because they want to see my show. And I want to I want to make them happy. I want to make you guys happy. I want to make you guys proud for being my supporters. And I I fucking hope you enjoy episode 13 when it's done. And uh, I'm very proud of how it's turned out so far. But we'll see. You can't please everyone. Digital Dude says, Take as much time as you feel comfortable with. Oh, and P.S. Bite the foam. Yeah, I'm kind of past that now. It's been like, what, six, seven months and there's still no new episode? I can't just take all the time I need anymore. It's like, it's like, okay, like, get it done now. <laughs> what are you doing? But uh, I've, I've, like I said, I was spreading myself a little thin. Thinner than I probably should have. But uh, one of the things was my friend's, my one of my best friend's wedding. I've been working on that for like, uh, like six months. The past six months, I've been working a little bit here and there on their wedding. And I just finished it recently. And so that's been a huge fucking weight off my mind. That's no small task either. That's like a... The f- like full length this like the ceremony the reception dinner both multi-camera intercutting with like at least five sources of audio and then a half hour wedding video on top of that with like dramatic juxtaposition and musical music mixing and then on top of that um i've taken i've taken a gig a film a little gig uh a guy contacted me, a nice guy, who offered to pay me to work on promotional material for a VR game. I signed an NDA for it, so I can't really tell you anything about it. But uh, I'm doing some promotional material. And um, uh, yeah, so that was another thing. And... Uh, I mean, the podcast is its own thing. Get, I mean, it took me a while getting that footage up, but I was just so busy with Arby and the Chief at the time. Uh, I got too much shit to do. I feel, I feel constantly paralyzed, you know? It's like the, on, the only way I achieve happiness is if I'm like 10 hours into a really intense work shift on RB and the chief. And then it's like every, my fans bless them. They're like, just take a break, dude. And then I'm like, okay, going to take a break, break time. And then I sit there. This is me taking a break. And then I'm just like, this is time I could be spend spending working. Oh, I'll just go back to work, you know? And it's like, I don't take time off and it just sucks. I don't want to do that anymore. Anyway, the like I said, parts A to D are available on Patreon for just all the for the one dollar subscribers. Some people I was reading, people were complaining too about my my the parts of my new episode being behind a paywall, and um, I can see how that's annoying. But it, on the other hand, it's like, dude, it's a dollar. 
and like if it if it was really that big of a deal to you that whole dollar then you could just pledge a dollar on patreon view all the parts and then send me a message saying you're not satisfied and i would just refund your dollar back and then there you go you can just watch all the parts for free like if you're that upset about it you know I thought the $1 idea for the parts was a very fair pledge price. I mean, it's the lowest possible one, you know? And it's like, you don't even have, like, it's not a requirement to even pledge if you want to see the episode. You can wait until the whole thing's done. But, like, I can't just magically shit it out. Like, I got to fucking, it's a lot of work. It's like a mo it's a movie. It's not a live action movie, so it's not quite as intense as like filming a Transformers movie. But it's like it's still a feature length piece of content that's very competently shot and written, you know? Anyway. Uh okay, where was I? Digital dude. Thanks so much for your super chats, man. Unkool-Aid26 says, Hey, John, I appreciate all the hard work you put into each episode of Arby and the Chief and the podcast. <clears throat> Keep up the great work. If I had any acting talent, I would apply for the casting call. Pizza slice. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean as an emoji? Like, what am I supposed to feel when I see the pizza emoji? Is it just, are you telling me that you're eating pizza? <laughs> as actively eating pizza as you're writing that? Like, what is the uh, what is the emotional subtext of the pizza emoji? Thanks, buddy. Unkool-Aid 2026. 20, I appreciate it, man. Captain Desi says, I'll send a demo reel your way. I'm not expecting to get the part, but it's worth trying. Hey, man, yeah. If you send, If you send me a reel, I'll listen to it. I won't guarantee a response because I get a lot of emails. But if you send me something, I'll listen to it. Digital Dude says, uh, oh, what is that, a jizzing dick in ASCII? Well done. Thanks, Digital Dude. Arthur Lopez says, Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Arthur Lopez continues with another one. Therefore, trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. Khalil Gibran. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. So pain is growth. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with that. Yeah, man, I agree. This, it's like when I was reading the criticism recently. Like I went on... I mean, I was in a good mood and then I, I felt compelled to go on my RB and the Chief, the RB and the Chief official Reddit page. Not the official one, but... I mean, it is Red R slash R being the chief, so I guess it is the official Reddit page. And I was just like, I wonder what people are saying about me. And there was a thread on there saying, is anyone else concerned about how long it's taking the new episode? And I was like, ugh. And I could see that it was a long post. 
And I'm just like, part of me's like, don't read it. Don't read it. And the other part of me was like, no, you have to read it. Like, just read it, take it, take the pain. You know, maybe they're wrong. Maybe they're right. And if you're right, then you will be better for it having read it, you know? So just like maybe they're right that you're taking too long. And and I read it and it was painful. I was like wincing the whole way through. I'm like, oh, God. And uh, it's I'm not pained because like I know I've been working hard on it, but I also know that people have been waiting way too long for a new video. So... I do f- I do genuinely feel sorry f- to those people. I don't want to let people down. And so I feel like I let this guy down, a perfectly reasonable guy who's articulate articulating himself here on Reddit. And I'm like, uh, fuck. You know, he's he's suggesting that I might be lazy and I know I'm not lazy, but he's right that it's been too long and you know, there's he was the one who suggest who suggested that uh that uh, it wasn't like laziness could have been one of the options, but another option was that he's a perfectionist and he doesn't have a deadline forced on him. And so he's taking uh, something psychological that where it's like, I'm, I'm putting way more effort into perfecting scripts than I would if I was on Machinima's payroll. And they were insisting that it's like, we need an episode this week and next week and every week and um somehow the show still managed to be good back then, you know. So it's like can't the show just be as good as it was then and still come out at the same rate? Like why does why does think why do things have to slow down just because you're working for yourself unless there's a lack of discipline? It's just like what are you doing? Like set give yourself a deadline and adhere to it. And uh I gotta admit, I fucking hate deadlines. I really hated that about Machinima. But there's something to be said for deadlines, you know? It gets my ass in gear. It it was really fucking stressful working for Machinima. I don't want to do that pace again. It was too much. And even now, that's another thing with this whole anxiety thing and working on Arby and the Chief so much, is that... uh, it's come at a per- a deeply personal cost me doing this. Like it's it's not uh it's not a dream job staying at home all day. I mean it is to a degree, but like I'm so busy that I feel like I can't even have a relationship. Like I avoid dating. I haven't dated anybody in uh almost 2 years. And it kind of sucks. And I would like to date somebody, but I feel like I don't have the time. I'm like I'm I'm busy. You know? If if I were to start dating somebody, I know there would come a point where it's like, "Hey, I've, you want to hang out this weekend?" and I'd be like, inevitably I would be like, "No, I got I got work to do. I got to work." Cuz I would feel bad about just going on a having a date and, you know, ha- taking a day off. Like I would honestly rather just work on the show. To avoid the anxiety. And it's and if I was was on a date, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. And so it's like I feel like that's a an aspect of my life that I... Sh- I mean, I should be dating right now. I should be getting out there. But I f- honestly feel inhibited from doing that. And it's a real shame. 
you know? Um, and a bunch of my friends are on my case. They're just like, dude, are you seeing anybody? When's the last time you dated? Like, you got to get yourself out there, man. Like, what are you doing? And they're right. I'm 30 now. And I'm not getting any younger. I'm I'm getting fucking old. And I'm dreading the day where I turn 40. And then it's like, oh shit, my life just went by like that. You know? I left behind a legacy in the form of this show, which I'm immensely proud of. But there's a cost that comes with it. You know? Not everybody's willing to pay that price. You know? But I feel like I have to to get the show done. That sucks. And I and, and I, I don't want to start dating because I know it's going to come to that boiling point And I don't want to put somebody through that where I have to let them down. You know, like the movie Whiplash? The, you guys seen that movie, right? Where the guy... He asks the the chick at the movie theater out on a date, but then he's like struggling to be a drummer, and then he breaks up with her. He's because he's like, "I want to be the best," and she's like, "You th- you think that you couldn't be the best with me in your life?" And he's like, "Yes." And it's like heartbreaking, but she's like, "All right," and she leaves. But. uh he poured all his energy and all his time and energy into drumming and he became really good at what he did. And there's something to be said for that, but it's like relationships and dating. I mean, that's a whole other side of life that you're missing out on. I'm missing out on, you know? And, uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <clears throat> anyway, So, uh, whatever my new plan is, whenever, like if I, if I get a new job, if I get like a nine to five, I feel like I can work on the show in my spare time. And if I want to take time off to date people, I can do that too. So I'm hoping to fix a number of things with, with my new plan. I'm not going to go over my plan again. I'm repeating myself enough already. Uh, I fucking hate that I do that so often, but um, if you want to hear about my new plan regarding Patreon and the payment model and all that, uh, just rewind. There's DVR enabled on the podcast, so you should be able to go back in the timeline. Um, so yeah, I, I want to find something stable and something that makes me happy, you know, and then I can do happy streams. And the podcast will be better because I'm happy and I don't feel this, you know, this is something I can do for fun rather than like, uh, fuck. It's not that I don't enjoy doing this right now, but because Patreon and YouTube is my sole income, it feels like there's a pressure and an obligation that makes it like homework. I don't want it to feel like that. I want to enjoy what I do. I want you guys to enjoy listening to me and my content that I put out. You know? And uh, I wish I could... I wish I could release stuff at a satisfying pace, but I can't. 
I really tried, but I fucking, I just, I get caught up writing these overly ambitious scripts where like I end up with a screenplay like this one, episode 13, that's like 94 pages long. And it's like, does it really need to be this long? And I'm just like, yeah, because like, you know, I need to have this scene because it makes, it gives context to this scene and like the beginning ties in with the end and like, anyway. Uh, Thank you, Arthur Lopez, for your chats there. Meow Meow Choco Chow says, Sup, John. Uh, Glad I could catch you live. Could you do an impersonation of season 8 15-year-old Adam so we know what you were looking for in terms of inflection? Thanks, dude. Dude, just look... Look for his performance on the episodes. Why do you need me to do it? Just go on season six, load up one of the episodes with Adam in it, and just listen to his voice. I mean, surely listening to him would provide a better example than listening to me. I can't do his voice. He can do his voice. That's why I wanted him. So just, uh, like, uh, Cradle to Grave. Load up that episode of season six. Because I think his best work is in that episode. Anyway, thanks, Meow Meow Choco Chow. <laughs> Captain Desi says, Hey, John, the Arby and the Chief Discord wants you to open your Christmas present vid. Yes, I realize. I know some they made a thing for me. Um, we'll do that later. We'll do that near the end. Um, I want to finish off this first, and then I got to go to the bathroom, and then maybe talk about a couple more things, and then we'll do, well, maybe we'll do some videos. Really appreciate the guys in the Discord, by the way. I got an email from one of them. And, uh... I think the guy said that... Oh, I was in the dis- Arby and the Chief Discord, and they were all talking... T- talking shit. I don't know, like... I don't know if they were saying mean things, but that's immediately what I think in my head. Like, if I were to join the Arby and the Chief Discord... Everyone would be like, yeah, I hate John. Fuck that guy. And then they'd realize I was there. They'd be like, oh, hey, John, what's going on? Oh, hey. That oh, hey, what do you do when uh, you, you're just talking about shit, talking shit about somebody, and then they walk into the room? Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? We were just not talking about you. I'm too scared to go in there. I'm too I'm too much of a fucking baby. Whenever I like I can't, I can't stand reading something that's about me, you know, or watching something that's about me. Like if somebody makes a video on YouTube about me, I immediately think it's like disparaging and terrible. Not that the video is terrible, but they're going to say terrible things about me and so like I dread the idea of playing it. Like I'll just I'm just like nope. Or if I read something, I got to read it like I'm watching a horror movie like Please don't say anything mean. It's embarrassing. But I'm a sensitive, sensitive guy. What can I say? But I think uh, overall the Discord are all big fans of me. And I'm very grateful for that community. 
and they've made some they've put some really funny shit for together for my benefit and uh I really like the videos that come out of there. You guys are great. Um thank you Captain Tessie. Once again, pack pack us up the f pack pack us up then fuck yeah. <laughs> Says where is the love? Indeed, where is it? Has anybody seen it? The love? I can't find it anywhere. Why can't I have a hentai waifu, guys? That's all I really want at the end of the day. That's what I should get. Instead of dating, I'll just get a hentai body pillow. With like a flashlight built into it. That's pretty that's basically the same thing. Thanks, Captain Desi. Alright, yeah, oh sorry. Uh pack pack us up the fuck pack <laughs> pack pack us up then fuck ya. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. Slider Turtle says Lamau, watch your neighbor be the new actor for Adam. <laughs> uh no. I don't think so. Thanks, Slider Turtle. Um, slash Derv says, Thoughts on Installation 01? Uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, other than the, f like, other than, like, in the Halo story, Installation 01 would be the first Halo ring, right? But I don't know what that means outside of that context. Like, are you talking about some kind of fan project that's called that? Or are you just asking my thoughts on the Halo 5 story? Or... Because the, the Halo that gets revealed at the end of Halo 5, that's Installation 1, isn't it? I don't know. Thank you, Slash Derv. Um, glad you like it, man. Captain Desi says, "Join John, the Discord likes you. They don't like me, though. I'm just a janitor. Oh, yeah, I heard something about that. I remember you wrote something on one of my videos saying, like, it was one of my pot... I don't mean to single you out, by the way. I'm just... I mean, I think it's probably fine. I'm just... I noticed that you had written a comment saying, this will be the last time I, like, participate in one of these streams. I mean, you're still here, apparently. <laughs> but I, I think you must have, like, been prompted to say that because you felt you were being mistreated or something by the other community members, which I hope isn't the case. I mean, I don't want anyone to feel bad or singled out or weird as a result of, like, being a participant in my streams or whatever. Like, I mean, you seem like a perfectly cool guy, so... But well, I'm, anyway, I'm glad you're still here. Writing stuff, that's good. Oh, you're good now. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Don't let it. Don't let shit like that get to you, man. And it's easier said than done. I mean, I I get it. I mean, people tell me to stop being anxious. I was talking to my mom over the Christmas holidays. We, we I just sat down and I was telling my mom how sad I was. I was just like, 
I'm getting all this support on Patreon and YouTube, but I feel like, and I'm getting so much work done. I have been getting so much work done, but I, f I feel constantly anxious and that I can't switch off. And she was saying, well, you shouldn't feel anxious because I know how hard you're working and you shouldn't feel anxious. And I felt I was happy that she was telling me that, but it didn't help. I was still feeling anxious, so I got to do something about it. You know, I need a change. I got to change. I got to change the way I generate income. I can't just do the Patreon YouTube thing anymore. I got to have something else. I got to have something else going. And then I the the thing, the key, I think, is rendering the the podcast and show production into a hobby rather than as the main thing. You know? Anyway. I don't I don't mean hobby as in I'm going to dedicate way less time to it. I just mean a hobby in the sense that it's okay to take a break. That's all. You know? Anyway. Uh thanks, Captain Desi. Thanks again. Um I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you feel better. And I appreciate all your support, man. You're great. RBBJB says, Yo, John, I feel ya on most of this shit, bro. Just entered my 20s last October, and adulting and dating scares the shit out of me. Yeah, dude. Fuck, man. I, I remember uh, I dated someone a few years ago, and uh, we were having sex, and it was great. And then I got a text one day, Saying like, um, just got a, 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 an STD test time for you to do the same. And like, I, I got so like nervous and weirded out all of a sudden. And I like, like I, I just dropped my phone from my hand. And I was like, ugh, like, I've, I don't know. I felt this like. It's like, oh, this is so adult. I've never experienced this before. Because in my mind, I'm still a fucking 15-year-old, right? But all of a sudden, I got a fucking... Uh, like, I, uh, that really... I mean, I had no reason to freak out there. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a very simple, regular procedure. It's like, if you're sexually active, you want to get tested. You know? And so that's all it was. There was no... I'm not saying there was any suspicion that one of us, like sh either she or I, had an STD, because neither of us did. It was just a precautionary measure. That's all it was. But I couldn't help but get freaked out about it because it was so adult in my head that I had a miniature freak out because it was so new to me, you know? That's how new... That's how unexperienced I am with women and dating. You know, I know how to talk to women. I know how to get along with women. But uh, I have trouble putting myself out there. And when it comes to the nitty-gritty of relationships, there's a lot of ground where it's just like I feel nervous treading it, you know? Anyway, that was very childish of me to, like, blow that out of proportion. Just like, what am I, a fucking baby? Grow up, you know? Just fucking do it. And I got the test done, and it was fine. Nothing wrong with me. I don't know what I was so worried about. 
I forgot some super chats. What? I went through them all in order. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for, through the super chats for ones that I missed. Hang on. I'm doing that now. Um. Pretty sure I got all of these. Uh. It must have been when it was loading more and then I accidentally skipped a chunk or something. Okay, I think I I can pick up from... Oh, I see, I see, I see. I see what I missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Digital Dude left another one. He says, uh, Bite the foam, damn it. Everyone spam in chat. No! That's not gonna work. I will not. I will not bite the foam. The foam will go unbitten. Um. Thanks a lot, buddy. Tony R says, "Hey, John. Not sure if you got my email, but I finished and uploaded the metal cover of to help." Yes, I did. I'm sorry, I forgot to get back to you. I did get your email. I remember I was in the dentist's office. In the waiting in the dentist office lobby for my my annual cleaning when I got your email and I listened to your song while I was in the dental while I was while I was in the waiting room and uh, I loved it. You did a great job. You 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 changed the melody the notes slightly in a way that I wasn't expecting, but I really like what you've done and. Uh, I I will I will get back to you. I think I just I forgot to star that email. I I usually I tr I'm trying to make a habit of flagging and starring every every piece of fan mail that I get. So like even if I even if I say that I've read it or I I, I even if I don't leave it unread so I can find it later, it'll at least be in my starred and flagged section. So I must have forgotten to do that. So I'm sorry and uh I'll I will get back to you eventually and I'll I'll share your I'll share your remix of my track on my Twitter uh shortly. Just give me some time to get to it. I really appreciate uh your work though, man. You're a talented dude. I like your your remixes. And if I find an opportunity to use them in the episode, I will and I'll let you know too and I'll I'll credit you as well. So thank you for that. So t Tony R made a remix of one of my tracks to hell with it. He he remixed Neon Rain 2. He already did one of that. I shared that already and now he's just done another one and I'll share that shortly. So thank you Tony for that. Meow meow Choco Chow says I pay for John Graham and the idea of John Graham. <laughs> Thanks man. <coughs> Jazz says open your Discord present boy. Open your Discord Christmas present, boy. Thank you, Jazz. D DKK? What the fuck kind of currency is that? Donkey Kong coins? <laughs> oh, no, it's it's not coins in Donkey Kong. It's bananas. Bananas and uh, and the gold letters. The, the rare wear letter things. Um thank you Jazz. 
Really appreciate your support, man. Bill Bill Wilson says listening to these podcasts make work makes work easier. I'm always in disbelief when people say like, "Oh, I listened to your whole podcast while I was at work." I'm like, "Jesus, like regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I'm always amazed. Like, you enjoy my podcast, really? Who could possibly enjoy this?" But, you know, I think thinking about it, it's like I'm honest on here and I, I say what's on my mind and there's no filter and I'm I'm not trying to bullshit anybody and I don't have a I don't have a fake as fuck on camera voice and persona and I think people really like that. People like authenticity. They want to listen to a real guy talking in a real voice. You know? Hey, what's going on YouTube? I'm John Graham, and it's time for another totally authentic podcast. What's what is up, YouTube? What is up, YouTube? What's going on, YouTube? <clears throat> I'm glad you enjoy it, Bill. I'm glad I'm uh, these podcasts are enjoyable. I wish it was funnier. I'm sorry it's not funnier. I've been doing a lot of complaining. This is less a comedy podcast and more a me complaining about depression and anxiety podcast and super chats. Anxiety and super chats, the show. That's That should be the new name of my podcast. Michael says, we don't mind waiting for Arby. We love the show. Oh, don't say that. A lot of people aren't happy waiting anymore. It's been too goddamn long. I got to get it done. But thank you, Michael. I really appreciate your patience. Kirkland Signature says, send one super chat. Okay, here. Thanks, Kirkland. You really got to lay off. But, uh... But I really appreciate your support, man. K Mater three five six says job react to the transgender at GameStop video plix plox. I've seen that. Uh, you have you guys seen that? Do you, you do you guys know what he's talking about there? A transgender. A tra a transgender woman. Uh, can't went into a GameStop and lost her shit. Because of the way uh, the cashier addressed her. I think she might have been with another person. And then the cashier referred to the two of them as guys. Which is like. It's like a not. It's like a gender neutral term. Because like I, I call. I say guys to chicks all the time. Like if there's a bunch of people. Boys and girls. Or just girls. I might just say hey guys. Or it might have been like uh, the cash. The cashier said, "Sir, I'm not quite sure." But then it's yeah, like if if the transgender woman's objective was to suggest that she did not have any masculine traits, the way to do that is not to grunt and stomp around kicking shelves. And going, and saying things like, I'll show you, sir. 
smashing up the place like the Incredible Hulk. You know? It's not exactly ladylike behavior. I wouldn't say. But yeah, we can we can watch that later. Why not? Um Uh, thank you, K Mater three five six. Much appreciated, dude. Mindy French says nothing but love and support here, John. Don't stress. Thank you, Mindy. I really appreciate that. Doing my best. Um, Ariana says I got to sleep, but I hope your tree problems go away. Uh, the. Tr- I mean, the the neighbor's half of the duplex is under construction, but they're fine. Nobody was hurt. The tr- the pieces of the tree are still lying on the front lawn, but uh, it's not a it's not really a problem other than it's visually unappealing, and I hope they get rid of it soon. But it's not an issue anymore. <clears throat> Thank you, Ariana. Giga says, I love you and everything you do, John, so don't be so hard on yourself. The love is conditional. You have to love me back. Oh, I do. It's okay. I love you. I'm just kidding. About the first part, I actually love you. Like, I actually do, though. I love you so much. No, I'm kidding. I don't love you at all. No, I'm kidding. You know what I mean. Thank you, Giga. Arthur Lopez says, You remind me of Joel if he didn't smoke as much. Joel who? Who the fuck are you talking about? Arthur. Hmm? Thanks, Arthur. Who's Joel, though? You got to give me a last name. You got to give me something. I don't know who you're talking about, dude. Thank you, Arthur Lopez. Much appreciated, dude. Kyle Regal says, here's another $20 for being the only one to ever pronounce my last name correctly on the first try. Yeah, I figured. Kyle Regal, that's the right way, isn't it? R-I-E, so most people must say Rigel because it starts with the I first. But I can see how that would be pronounced regal. Thank you, Kyle. Much appreciated, dude. Cairo says, I'm not much, I'm not so much wowed by Adam's reveal, John, but rather the abundant amount of shots you took of Kylie's feet. (laughs) It was one shot that was exclusively on her feet. And that was because it was a standard character reveal, where you reveal a character from the toes up to the head. Tons of movies do that. It's not a foot fetish thing. Unless it's like, well, if if it's a man, it's like, okay, you do like a, you do like a, if you reveal like a significant new character, right? The, the character has to be on their shoes, like as they're stepping out of a car. And the camera pans up to their face and you reveal reveal a character. But uh, if a man if it's a man, you don't need music. But if it's a woman, 
and it's a shot on he- it's, it has to be a shot on heels and there has to be a guy with a saxophone playing sexy music just off camera and then as the camera tilts up along her legs and her dress then uh the the saxophone guy plays his music and then when when it get when it lands on the headshot she flips her hair like this you know like uh the spy who shagged me austin powers the beach scene where they're flipping their hair like this. That's every woman's introduction in every show ever. If you have a woman in your movie, you need a sexy saxophone score. You have to. That's just the way it's done. Thank you, Cairo. Supersonic Speedy Suicide. Again... Says, pats John's head, nuzzle, nuzzle, ooh-woo. Is, is that an ASCII face you're doing there, or is ooh-woo a word? Thanks, Supersonic, once again. Kyle, Bertag- Kyle Bertagna says, how would Eugene react to meeting current time Adam? That's an interesting question. Um, I think Eugene would sympathize with Adam to a degree in terms of their moral relativism. Which, you know, is not a good thing. Moral relativism basically means that, uh, you know, everything's just as good or bad as anything else. So there's no really such thing as good or bad. Uh, Which is a very dangerous line of thinking. I got into an argument with somebody over Twitter DM. Not an argument, just a discussion where the person said, uh, well, I don't believe in good and evil. I think they're basically just labels. And I'm like, dude, you got you should be more careful with that line of thinking because think about it. If if everyone in the world thought that, it would be a terrible the world would be a terrible fucking place to live. Would you want to live in the world where every other human being believed there was no such thing as good and evil? Where it's basically just human secularism where everything that people do is good no matter what. Like we are wired to behave in a certain way and whatever behavior manifests itself from that way we are wired uh it's all good we because we, because we couldn't possibly be wired to do things that are bad so everything we do is good that's like human secularism like worshiping people as opposed to a greater ideal you know and uh I think Eugene embodied that philosophy to some degree. I think there are parts of him that tried to be good, but he struggled to see the point in being good. And I think Adam shares that philosophy to a degree. Adam, I think the thing that distinguishes Adam from Eugene is that Adam's like, uh, there's something in his backstory that I don't want to say. It's very spoilery. But uh, it's made him uh, an extremely angry person. I mean, the, the kid's been in juvenile detention. 
and uh, prison. And uh, he's out of prison now. And he's furious. And that was one of the things I told Kale before he backed out. I was just like, your, your character is seething with rage. And I want, I want, I want your performance to be restrained. And like, like a deadpan delivery. But at the same time, I want to kind of hear a latent rage in your, in your, uh, in your lines, if that makes sense. Um, I think Eugene was a really angry character too, but Adam just cranks it up, the anger, you know? And Adam, I think, is much more of a troll, and he wants to provoke people. And he wants to cause maximum outrage as a way of lampooning the current culture. That's why I find him so fascinating as a villain, because I think it's a very timely villain Is that's... Hit, like it, it's relevant you know because of this culture we're living in right now where everyone's walking on eggshells afraid to say this or this or that you know so uh i like in my in the things that i write i like to write about contemporary issues that i feel strongly about you know and it's like and this free speech thing is so fucking important to me this is why I, f I feel like I need to get off Patreon. Because, you know, the, the whole thing with Sargon and the hate speech, free speech thing. Like, Sargon getting kicked off, deplatformed from Patreon, I think was a terrible decision. I'm not, I'm not saying that Sargon should have said the N-word in that, the, the thing he was banned for. He had said the N-word in a discussion... He was talking with white supremacists, and they addressed him with the as that he addressed them with the N word. He said, "You're acting like a bunch of N words." Basically, I hate saying N word, but like, ah, I don't want to piss anyone off. But he said he said that, and it wasn't in a racist context. He he was basically calling out these white supremacist types for. Uh, he was calling them the N-word because he was implying that they were slaves to an ideology. He wasn't attributing race to it. Race had nothing to do with it. But uh, he also wanted to use their own language against them. But apparently, if you just say the word, it's hate speech. And Patreon, by deplatforming Sargon, has basically proved that context doesn't matter and it's just all it takes is saying the word you know for it to be considered hate speech and it's like well if that's the case then I'm in violation you know because I've already said the n-word in my content in my podcast in my show it, it it was used very carefully and whenever I use the word it's in a clinical context or a satirical context you know I'm either having an honest clinical discussion about the word or I'm using the word satirically to make a point. You know? But apparently context doesn't matter to these people. You just say one of the bad words and it's hate speech and then you get deplatformed. And it's like, well, I could be I could be next on the chopping block any minute. 
I'm already in violation. I've already violated their hate speech guidelines, which are just terribly defined because they just keep moving the fucking goalposts to whatever suits their agenda, right? Or not necessarily Patreon's agenda, but the the agenda of, like, the social justice warrior mob that's got Patreon under their fucking thumb. Because, you know, Patreon is just one of those big Silicon Valley organizations, and they're all in bed with each other, and they're all extremely liberal. You know? Why do people not like Sargon? I don't get it. Are you guys fans of Sargon of Akkad? What do you think about this whole free speech thing? I don't mean to sound like... I mean, if you don't like... If you guys don't like Sargon, I mean, fine. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to ostracize anybody or saying, like, you have to be on his side of the matter, but, like, I, I think he's a really smart, well-articulated guy. And uh, he understands this whole... Uh, satirical counterculture better than most people you know anyway whether you agree with him or not I mean perhaps maybe there's people here who don't like him but they they don't agree with Patreon's actions you know and uh, I'm definitely not a fan and I don't want to I don't want to contribute funds. I don't want to help support an organization that deplatforms people for saying the wrong words. You know? Especially not when it's they're used in the right context. You know? I mean, if if somebody's on Patreon and they're calling people the N-word like with genuine hatred and it's racially based, then I don't think I mean, honestly, I don't think Patreon should even do anything then. I mean, it's up to, like, if people don't like what that person's saying, they don't have to fund him. But then it's like, well, what if all the people who are funding him are racist? And uh, that's a difficult question. I I don't know what to do there, you know? Because, like, I think it it might be just one of those things that come with the overall the one of those unfortunate things that comes with the package of free speech you know when when you when you're an advocate of free speech you take the good and the bad of what free speech has to offer you know it's good because people can say whatever they want but it's bad because anybody can say what they want right like free speech has to allow for hate speech. Truly free speech has to allow for hate speech. And uh, I, th- I think I'm on the side of l- letting people... Ah, fuck, man. I think people, as long as it doesn't escalate into violence, people should be able to say whatever they want. And if people get offended, then they should just stop being so offended. You know? They're not getting hit. They're not subjected to violence. Whatever they're listening to where they're hearing this stuff, they can probably just turn it off. And not he- not listen to the thing. You know? 
I'm not saying it's a simple debate. It's it's fucking complicated. But I mean, the only way we're gonna get to like a a like a the only way we're gonna figure it out is if we fucking talk about it and stop trying to silence each other. That shit's fucking infuriating. You know? People should be able to say what they want and then everyone else is free to respond. And then that way, everybody's argument can either thrive or deteriorate based on facts. And if everybody is free to report the truth, report the facts, then if an argument stands, it'll be on the basis of fact, not because everyone else was silenced in the submission. You know what I mean? That's what I think, anyway. If you don't agree with me, that's okay. I'm not trying to drive anybody away here. I'm just saying what I think about about an issue that I regard as very important. And uh, if we lose our f right to free speech, I think that would be a terrible, terrible loss to us. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. No, I don't want to just be able to say the N-word to everybody. But uh, I don't think you should be jailed or deplatformed or fined for saying the N-word either. You know? Anyway. Kirkland Signature says, Are you still talking about postmodernism? <sighs> Don't tempt me. I might start ranting about postmodernism again. That'll be my new threat. You know, if you if you guys are mistreating me in the chat, then that'll be my, like, I'm going to start talking about postmodernism again. You better stay on my good side or I'm going to talk about it. No, don't. Anything but postmodernism. Okay, you asked for it. You see, the thing with postmodernism is... uh. Thanks, Kirkland. Jake Morgan says, I'm expecting this back when I land the role. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, if you, you think you think you got what it takes, send me a demo reel. I'd love to listen. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, just sent my voice work, but just in case you need a little bit of persuading, here's a 20. Hey, thanks, man. You just sent your voice work, eh? Thank you. That's great. I'll definitely, I'll have a listen. Arthur Lopez says, in season 7, episode 7, 2.0, where did you get the incest line from? Where and what was your thought process? It feels too genuine. Still funny as hell. Are you talking about the intro? Where the uncle, the kid has like an, a perverted uncle who it's strongly suggested that he's molesting him? Uh, the thought process behind that was to um, was to what was my fucking there was a reason I did it it wasn't I mean to a degree there was some shock value in there but uh, there was also 
I was also trying to establish this sense of consequence. Like, uh, fuck. Because I'm trying to remember how that character got fragged, frag-banned. I'm trying to remember who, I guess it was one, I think it must have been Eugene. And he was just trying to make a friend and one of them fragged him. And the implication was that because that guy is banned, he's probably going to get molested. <laughs> and it was just, I was trying to like create this sense of terrible consequence as the result of what Eugene and his friends were doing. You know, how like everything has a ripple effect. It's like they banned him, therefore this terrible thing happened. I I need to watch it again. I'm not really justifying it very well. <laughs> it was Colin. Oh, okay, yeah, I fuck. I can't remember. I still got to do a commentary for season seven. I keep forgetting. I'm too fucking busy. Too much fucking shit to do. So many things. Uh, thank you, Arthur Lopez. Uh, look, guys, I gotta go pee. Um, so I will be, just, just give me a few minutes, have some, or ha have some cocoa. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. I'm going to go to standby. Uh, I'm going to go to the be right back screen. I'm going to play some music. Enjoy the music. Give me a few minutes to find my phone and go pee. And, uh, I'll be back with some more talking points and uh, maybe we'll do a few videos too. Thanks guys. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for waiting. All right, where were we? I still haven't finished off fucking Super Chats. And I just checked my email. And I've already got a shitload of demo reels to listen to. This is so great. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six auditions already. That's so fucking cool. Thank you, guys. I feel a lot better. So, uh, it'll be good to listen to those. Um, John, I'm still salty at you for following Sargon. Ah, oh, come on. What's so bad about him? Can one person who doesn't like Sargon please articulate what it is exactly that they disagree with him on? I'm sorry if it upsets you that I follow another person. But hey, you're allowed to disagree with me. For now. <laughs> um. Didn't you watch Destiny Destroy Sargon? Did he really? I didn't know that. I gotta watch that. 
I prefer Sargon over Destiny, but uh, I don't mind Destiny. I, I'll I'll listen to him. He's a smart guy. Sargon of Akkad. It's uh, his name's Carl Benjamin. He's a political commentator. He's a big YouTube guy, and uh, he's he's in uh, the he's being targeted by the whole SJW thing right now because. Uh, he's he's a, a major player in the movement against all that. And he's being associated with the alt-right and all this other horse shit, even though the alt-right is a stupid fucking term that nobody knows how to define properly. Anyway. Um... Oh, now people are shitting on me for, like, praising Destiny now. <laughs> I'm not allowed to like anybody, apparently. You guys like me, though, at least, right? Who can resist that toothy smile? There's my troll face for you. Um... Is it? Don't you think it's kind of weird that troll face is, like, dead now? It used to be like the the literal troll with the green face and the tusks. And then that turned into troll face, which was like the the black and white thing. And now it's like uh now that you don't see that anymore. It's all Wojak now. Or variations of Wojak. It's just it's weird how that shit evolves, you know. Um Oh, yeah, Daisy Ridley. Okay, Daisy Ridley. I'm Daisy Ridley. This is me in every photo. Um, all right, where were we? Fuck. Um, Mast Mast Nair Chief, <laughs> a horrendous recent, uh, misspelling of Master Chief, says, Hey, John, if someone were to have a show broadcast and have references to R.B. and the Chief coincidentally or intentionally, how would you react? That'd be great. I mean, if, if it was a critique of my show about how it sucks, then I might go, ugh. But I wouldn't like. I wouldn't try to copy strike the guy. <laughs> he said something bad about me. Can we copy strike him? Um. I think if I saw if I knew that a show featured me in some way or referenced me in some way, and I hadn't seen it, I would be very apprehensive to watch it because there'd be that mystery where like, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that they're saying about me. You know, I'm very nervous to before if like, I know somebody said something about me, I automatically assume it's, ter it's something terrible because I'm just a very negative person like that. Um, but hey, I always love a positive reference to my show and somebody else's content. I don't see it nearly enough, that's for sure. 
I wish more people would r- reference my show. Not to sound like a dick, but I feel like my show should be more popular. You know? Maybe that maybe it's cuz I take too goddamn long with the episodes, but I think uh I deal with a lot of timely themes and my writing is relevant and and sharp to a degree, you know? I don't know. Who knows? The world is out to get me. That's the only explanation. The universe is created specifically to run counter to my uh, my life. Um. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on here. Thank you, Masnair Chief Keith. However you say that. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says. Pizza time. <laughs> I can read emoji. That's like a... I'm pretty much bilingual now, right? If I can speak English and emoji, that means I'm bilingual. Thanks, Supersonic. Kirkland says, decipher this. And I'm supposed to decipher a string of emoji. I can't even fucking see those. What the fuck... Are those two pregnant women? A pregnant black woman. A black angel with a halo. A white pregnant woman. And then... And then just an, what looks like an obese blonde woman. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea what that means, dude. Whammon. <laughs> Bunch of pregnant whammon. Whammon. Digital Dude says, uh, thank you, by the way, Kirkland. Digital, I give up. I don't know how to translate your emoji message there. Uh, Digital Dude says, I have a theory that Machinima planted the tree that fell on your house via time travel (laughs) slash hiring the old lady to cut down the tree. Uh, You're probably right. Thanks, Digital Dude. I knew it. Machinima. <laughs> Kirkland Signature says, John, too busy playing with toys. Graham. What you do isn't a real job, John, because you play with toys. Oh. Thanks, Kirkland, for the painful reminder that what I do isn't actually respectable. <laughs> In the slightest. Luna with a hat says, My girlfriend laughs when I quote Chief. Also, love you, boy. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Supersonic Speedy Suicide says, We don't need to date, but I'm always down to suck you dick into another dimension. You'll be the waddle D to my Kirby. <laughs> Uh, how appropriately graphic. Thank you. Slider Turtle says, John, I can hook you up with my sister, Stacy. Stacy. What's up, Stacy? Thanks. 
I'll run a bath. Have her washed and brought to my room. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Slider Turtle. Looking forward to meeting her. Um... Slash Derv says thoughts on installation. Oh, oh, okay. This is where I like picked up. Well, I I did miss a bunch of super chats. Shit. Um. Jason D says, "Hey John, I derelict country, IDA butterballs, Roth, Brandon Eno, Beaminator, Arza, Beta, Cockinator." <laughs> Rusty and Jazz would like to say we love what you're doing with Season 8 and we're with you all the way. Thank you, man. I recognize a few of those names. Derelict Country, I know. Butterball is pretty sure I know. Brandon Eno, I know. The other, the others, if I'm supposed to know them, I'm sorry. I can't remember. But uh, I love all you guys for your support. And uh, Are you guys all the guys in the Discord? you speaking on behalf of the Discord? I don't know what's going on there, but... Uh, oh, yeah, it says... Because you, you you have another super chat there that explains it, yeah. Uh, hold on. Before I get to that, though, Flip Yap says, So sorry that you contracted AIDS, John. I didn't get AIDS. I went in for a routine test because I was sexually active. It was just a precaution. Thank you, Flip Yap. Jason D continues. Uh, we are gay members of the RB and the Chief Discord, and while some would say your show is an attack on us, we think differently. Derelict country and force wave got engaged on December third. Cheers. Oh, okay. So you weren't just using gay as slang. You're actually gay. Well, that's cool. Oh, my show is an attack on you because you're gay. I hate homosexuals. Get out of my chat room. (laughs) This is for straight white cis males only. Thanks, Jason D. Congratulations on being gay. Congratulations to Derelict Country and Force Wave for their gay engagement. I'm not trying to be mean either. I'm I'm just saying uh that's cool. It's okay that you're gay. I give you permission to be gay. <laughs> I might not come to your house and murder you for being gay. How's that? That's fair, right? Thanks, Jason D. Kiro says, Hi, John. If you don't go back and read the super chats you skipped... I did, okay? Then I'm going to make another Rule 34 pick, but this time with Greg and Cortana. Okay, thanks. Oh, good Lord. Please, no. No, no, no. I need that reaction... Just play that reaction video of Michael Scott saying no over and over. That's my reaction to that. Greg and Cortana, Rule 34. That's not something the world needs, okay? The world would be a better place without that particular Rule 34. 
No. No. Thank you, Kiro. Mastner Chief says, Me and you are like clones in how we feel so anxious and sensitive to things. Don't beat yourself off over it. The community loves you, man. Take care. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, man. I'd tell you to not be anxious and sensitive because it's just not worth it and life's too short to be anxious and all that. But I wish I could uh, take my own advice because I'm in the exact same boat, you know. It's just something you deal with on a almost daily basis. But... My life could be a lot worse. I'm very grateful for what I have. I don't want to sound ungrateful. I'm very lucky to be in this position at all. Where I'm getting super chats and crowdfunding and all that. But uh, something's got to change though. I'm stuck in a rut. So uh, I talked about that earlier in the podcast. You can watch the beginning of this for more elaboration on that. Anyway, th uh, thanks, Master Chief. Ethan McGregor says, I've missed the stream less than three. Hey, thanks, man. Always amazes me when people miss my podcast. It's like, really? You miss listening to my, my boring, monotonous whining? RB506 says, honestly, bro, optimism is good, but pessimism once in a while gives us the opportunity to relate, at least in my case. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, when you relate to people, life is the overlap, you know, and, and that that includes the good and the bad. You can't just say everything that's Every, your life rocks and then expe expect everyone to you know like you and sympathize with you sometimes they need to hear the bad stuff especially the bad stuff sometimes you know thanks RB506 Benny Howard says move back to Los Angeles Los Angeles <laughs> for RB and the Chief in LA season 2 yeah no Thanks for the idea, Benny, but no, I think I'm going to take a pass on that one. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> Arthur Lopez says, Joel Zimmerman, a.k.a. Dead, Ma Dead Mouse. Is that his name? I don't know how that's relevant, but uh, thanks, Arthur. Kirkland Signature says that wood pile is going to ass blast your lawn. Uh, I, th I mean, it's just sitting there on the lawn. I don't think it's causing damage. I don't think it's going to be ass blasted anyway. Kirkland also says, John, fire my nine into the welfare line, Graham. <laughs> That's not what I said. I don't do that. Why would I fire my nine into the welfare line? Because it rhymes? Well, I guess I better do it. That rhymes. I'll be right back. You guys are cool. Don't show up don't show up at the welfare line tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Alabaster says John Sodomite more like Sodom. <laughs> 
John Sodomite, more like Sodom Will, Graham. Oh. That is so me. If there's anything that, if there's any word that describes me so aptly, it's sodomy. (laughs) That's just John in a nutshell. Sodomizing everyone, as usual. Captain Desi says, speaking of destiny, Bungie has finally split from Activision. They popped champagne even. I heard about that, yeah. And it was Activision that, that called it off, right? I don't know why. I don't know the details of it. But I wasn't under the impression that Bungie was having a particularly good time under Activision's reign. But I'm glad Bungie is divorced from them now and that they're happy and that they... They managed to get out of their 10-year contract, was it? 10 years out of based on a technicality? I don't know what it was. That was like the... I mean, what was it? The, the lack of success of Destiny 2 that made Activision reconsider their acquisition of Bungie? Was that it? I don't know. But uh, whatever. Fuck Activision. I heard I heard Black Ops 4 was like fun but like I don't agree with completely axing the campaign mode and just doing like a multiplayer only thing it just feels like Activision is only interested in appealing to the lowest common denominator and they don't give a shit about telling a story or they don't give a shit about art or whatever and uh And it's weird because, like, you would think, like, if Activision hired Bungie for a reason, it would be because Bungie is known for putting an emphasis on narrative because, you know, they they made the Halo games and the Halo games actually have a decent narrative laced through them. So if if they're going to bring Bungie on board, why wouldn't they want Bungie to do just that, you know, what they're good at? Like, why hire a company that's known for its narrative strength and its video games and then have them not do that thing? You know? It's stupid. Anyway, good for them. Thanks, Captain Desi. And Mr. Alabaster. Also, Mr. Alabaster says, hashtag bite the foam. No! No. I will not. Thank you. Sonic Head K240 says, when it comes to the voice auditions, how do you feel about maintaining focus on the duality of man? <laughs> Lol JK, keep up the awesome work. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm not really sure what you mean by that, but uh, the the key with voicing Adam, as I said, is not doing an imitation of Kale as much as trying to capture the 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 anger and the mania of that character you know embodying what that character represents basically that's hard to say but just use use Kale's performance in season 6 as a guide 
Natef says, vid react, Jesus chat line, 4chan trolls call in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like a real Christian hotline or whatever. <laughs> Fucking 4chan. Do you guys remember Tom Green? Am I... Are you guys too young for that? Did you guys used to watch the Tom Green show on MTV? He was one of the first guys to publicly take on 4chan. Like he would he would be he would do his podcast from his his house or whatever, his basement. Essentially what I'm doing. Except he had his own show on TV. And uh and he would address 4chan. That shit was hilarious, man. I like I like Tom Green. And uh, his movie, Freddy Got Fingered, is so fucking funny. It's because it's the movie is made with such contempt for the Hollywood studio system that it's fucking hilarious. Check that out if, uh, if you want a good laugh. It's funny in like a meta way, you know? Where it's like if you consider the ideology behind making the movie, then it's, then it's funny. <clears throat> the hacker known as 4chan. Oh yeah, I forgot. 4chan isn't a website. It's just one guy that hacks everyone and trolls everyone. And he looks like Pepe the Frog. Could this be the infamous hacker known as 4chan? <laughs> oh my god. So many super chats. Th can't thank you guys enough. Really appreciate it. Fuck. Uh, where are we now? Indie guest. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Indie. Kyle Bertagna, again, says, Do an impression of Josh Butterballs, but he disses this podcast that he found while browsing Canadian politics. Or Canadian podcasts. John Graham's See Me After Class podcast just isn't good. It's just not good. Watch my show instead. You butter believe it with me, Josh Butterballs. There you go. Josh Butterballs for you. Dice says, hey, John, this money is intended for you to purchase a pizza. Order a pizza. By the way, a lot of do a lot of do enjoy your rants. A lot of us, a lot of us do enjoy your rants. Can you do one tonight while eating pizza? Uh. Is this a fetish thing? Um, I don't really want to. I'll eat pizza, but uh, I can't do like a th I can't do thick crusts. I can't devour a whole pizza like I used to. I got stomach problems, man. I got to fucking eat carefully now. I got to eat. I got the diet of a boring old man now. It sucks. But I have to eat healthy or I'll die. I don't want to die. I'm too young. Just order a pizza. No. I'm not even hungry. You can't boss me around. Thanks, Dice. Indie guest. Says, work sucked. 
left early, and here you are. Cheers. <laughs> I'm sorry work sucked, dude. But uh, hey, I really appreciate your support. Another one from Indie Guest. Did you did you hear Disney just claimed a Star Wars fan film? A decent one at that that was self-funded and had permission by Lucasfilm to make as long as the video wasn't monetized. Then Disney went in and manually claimed it. Uh, well, hold on. Was was that was that agreement with Lucasfilm achieved before Disney acquired the Star Wars property? Like, was it Lucasfilm who owned it? And then this guy made the deal with Lucasfilm. And then Disney took over. And then Disney claimed the video. Did they just claim it? Like, did they just demonetize it, but it's still available? Or did they, like, shut it down? Because that would be a real shame. If they de If they demonetized him, then... I mean, that's lame, but... But he should be able to profit of off of his original work in the same sense that people fund me for creating a story based off of halo characters and assets you know what i mean like if i if i had no way to fund what i do because of copyright issues that would be a real shame i'd still want to make content but it's like if somebody does something and and does a good job at it and people want you to do more, you you pay the person, you know? And that makes them do more of the thing. You want to incentivize people to do good stuff, what they're good at, you know? And I think this like these art this archaic copyright law does not mesh with this sudden f flood of technology. And this constant, you know, uh, exponential growth of technology and copyright law just cannot keep up. You know, it needs a complete overhaul. I mean, we got somewhere with the Creative Commons thing, but it still needs a lot of work, you know. Anyway, that's that's a shame. But I get it how, like, how Disney would come along and then they just don't give a fuck about any prior agreement that was made between Lucasfilm and whoever. doesn't matter. Disney's just like, well, we own it now and we call the shots. So you made a deal with Lucasfilm? Too bad. It doesn't matter anymore because Lucasfilm doesn't own Star Wars anymore. We do. So fuck you and your arrangement that you had. Like, it's it's not cool, but I get I get Disney doing that. And Disney's fucking, like, so anal, anally, anal and protective over their copyrights, you know? And, like, they're desperate to make their copyrights last forever. Because, like, uh, normally there's, there's, like, if, if a piece of content is created, uh, there's, like, X amount of years go by and then it enters public domain and uh, I think it's like 70 something years basically at the span of someone's lifetime like uh, if a, a copyrighted work can be produced and then it can exist and be monetized 
so one individual owns the copyright for the span of a lifetime and then it enters public domain and anyone can like use it and sample it and whatever but disney fashions their contracts in a way that their their licenses over everything is like perpetual like they're the last thing they want is all their content their wealth of content to enter the public domain right they want to monetize that shit as I mean, they're, they're so afraid of a fucking nickel rolling out the front door, you know? Every penny. They got to hold on to fucking all their money that they can possibly hang on to. Lifetime plus 70 years, is that it? Jeez. Yeah. What are you going to do? Disney owns too much shit now. It's scary. You guys know that picture of... It's like Thanos, but Thanos is Disney. And he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. And all the stones are like all the properties they've acquired. Like 20th Century Fox. And like, what are the other ones? Marvel, obviously. Um, fuck, what else do they own? They own so much now. Now they're doing their own streaming service, which means they're going to yank all their shit off Netflix. Uh, and then, like, there's going to be all these Netflix competitors, and then everyone's paying, like, a shitload of money a month just to, like, watch a fraction of content from each different provider. ABC, yeah, I forgot about that. They own Dis Disney owns Disney? Wow, I didn't know that. All right, let's move on here. Thank thank you, indie guests. I really appreciate it, man. Digital dude. Thanks, man. Kiro says, Hi John, thanks for pronouncing my name right. Kiro. Oh, you're welcome. I just emailed you a pic I made of Cortana getting gang banged by Arbiter, Master Chief, and Greg. No. No, you guys. No rule 34. I can't possibly masturbate to it all. <laughs> uh, please no. There's 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 things the world doesn't need more of, and R being the chief rule 34 is one of them, I think. Digital dude says, don't read this super chat. Too late. Am I to be punished now? I broke the one rule. I had one job. That was the one thing that wasn't supposed to happen. Thanks, digital dude. Indie Guest says, No, deal was made after the Disney purchase. Well... If it was after the Disney purchase, why would the why the fuck would the fan creator make a deal with Lucasfilm? I mean, what is Lucas? What would Lucasfilm have to do with it at all? I mean, if you're gonna if D, if Disney buys Star Wars from Lucasfilm, and you want to make a Star Wars fan film, you don't go to Lucasfilm. You ask Disney. I don't get that. That seems weird. Although it's it's weird that the deal was secured after the Disney purchase and the film was made and then Disney decided actually no we're going to monetize it. 
So I guess the the deal was like Disney bought it. Disney bought Star Wars, and then the fan film creator made a deal with Disney, and Disney said, "Yeah, go ahead and make your fan film, and you can profit off of it." And then they made the film, and then Disney decided, actually, no, we're going to monetize it completely, and you can't earn anything off of it. That's bullshit. That Disney shouldn't have done that, because that that's just incentivizing a, the filmmaker to bust his ass making a film with the promise of being able to make something off of it and then just being restricted from doing so. And so it's just like, great, you just created a free revenue stream for Disney. That sucks. Thank you, Indie Guest. Mitch Wind says, Hey, John, love listening to the podcast during my drive to work. Been a fan of yours since 2010, watching Hard Justice. Parentheses underrated. Oh, thanks, man. I'm glad you think so. I'm not much of a fan, unfortunately, myself, but I'm really glad you enjoy it. Respect from Australia. Thanks, man. I always wanted to go there. Except for the spiders. Fuck that. I hear there's a shitload of spiders over there. Big ones, too. I'm like... People keep finding them in their shoes and shit. I'm like, fuck that. You know? I would want to get the hell out of there. <clears throat> Thanks, Mitch Wind. Dice says, so you're saying Disney is a Jew, Jew convention? <gasps> Disney has a lot of money. That means they must all be Jewish. Is it okay to make Jew jokes still? I'm fuzzy on that. It's not okay to say the N-word or make fun of black people, but uh, I thought Jew jokes were okay, but apparently they're not now. Kirkland Signature says, Down with Resident Evil 5. Down with Resident Evil 5. I agree. That game is racist. You play a white guy punching black people. That means it's racist. Because context doesn't matter anymore, people. We know this. Thanks, Kirkland. Woove says, show your hard justice live on stream. No, I don't want to do that. I'll do our, I'll do the rest of Arby and the Chief eventually. But hard justice, I don't know. Trent's prolapsed starfish says, Hey, John, you've convinced me we need a northern wall. Hmm. What? Because, like, because I'm so undesirable that you feel a need to put a wall between your country and mine? I assume you're in the States. Just because of me. Canada gets seal is cut off from America forever because of me. There's people talking about the Jew thing in the chat. SJWs hate Jews but still don't like people making jokes about it. 
Hmm. Um. Thanks, Trent. RB. I'll get to that. I've I've got more chats to do here. Um. Indie. Indie guest says, "I know you hate them." But Hard Justice deserves to be made in live action way over one life remaining. Love you, smiley face. Uh, I don't think either of them should be made into live action, to be quite honest. But I'm glad you think so. Thank you, Indy. A lot of support from you today. I appreciate it. A lot of support from all you guys. I really appreciate all this. Trent's prolapsed starfish says, John, I work in a cinema. I never understood the wage slave memes more than after I had to remove throw up and piss bottles after a showing of Aquaman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I get having to piss in a movie, how infuriating that is, but come on. Like, pee before the movie or just fucking hold it in. Don't go in a bottle. That shit stinks. I'll, I I can handle, you know, pissing in a bottle if you're in a long car drive and there's nowhere to stop or something like that. I mean, I don't know why you can just pull over to the side of the road, pee in a bush, I guess, but like. In a crowded theater where a bunch of people are crowded around you? That sucks, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. I wouldn't mind working in a theater, to be honest, at least temporarily. Because I just, I love movies. I love the theater experience. But I imagine working at a movie theater would make me hate the movie theater experience. I don't want to ruin cinem the cinematic movie-going experience for myself. You know? Thanks, Trent. Indie Guest says, RB Livestream owns RB Commentary. Now, I'm not sure what that means. Because when I do an RB Commentary, it is usually... It has usually been a live stream, hasn't it? So what what do you mean? What is it you want exactly? You you, see, you don't want a commentary on season seven? Are you talking about the live stream of like the new episode when it's done? I'm not sure what you mean. Anyway, thank you, Indy, again. Thank you all. That's the end of the Super Chats. Really blown away, away by all the support tonight and all the, all the fucking voice auditions. I'm so fucking stoked about that. It's, it's definitely taken a big weight off my mind that so many people are like up for giving this a shot. You know what I mean? I mean, it's still, I still feel at a loss that I lost Kale. But, uh, but I'm glad so many people are willing to step up to, to the plate and help me out here. And uh, I hope whoever gets the job, I hope they don't mind how edgy the character is. Because, I mean, it's it is it's pretty dark material. I mean, I'm trying to create a really 
sinister antagonist here, and I didn't fucking hold back this time around. Like, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's it's a little out there. But I'm trying to make it intense and compelling, you know? We'll see. So, um... Yeah, so some, some people who joined recently are probably a little confused as to what I'm talking about. Um, just to quickly reiterate, um, I, I was planning this whole season to bring Adam back as a character, to bring back C Adam from season six, who was vo voiced by Kale Anonymous, and I don't have Kale anymore. He backed out. Um, he was on board for a long time, and then I showed him the finished script and up and up summary of the character he was playing this for this season. And he decided to back off because he felt that he couldn't play the role. And uh, it's a shame. But I still I still got love for the guy and I wish him the best. And don't uh, if you know his like contact info or whatever, I don't know his social media presence, but uh, don't don't bug him. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want people like emailing him saying, you know, what you did to John was shitty. Like I don't I don't want that. I want people to just leave him alone. <clears throat> Kale is the guy who voiced Adam in season 6. I thought you guys knew this. Anyway. Um Oh couple more super chats from indie guest here says good point i guess in regard to the live stream slash commentary thing and uh also missed the memo but totally willing to voice hey that's cool man if you if you think you can do it and you can record decent sound send send me a demo reel and just make sure you write in the subject line what it is like adam audition Whatever. So, um, I'm going to keep you guys up to date on um, my job seeking. Because I'm going to seek another source of income. So I don't have to rely on the Patreon YouTube thing. And so I can... Uh, subtract a sign significant amount of stress from my life by doing so because I, f I feel like I, I can't keep doing this I'm unhappy and anxious a lot and I want to be happier and I'm taking steps towards that but I'm also still working on the show and I'm dedicated to finishing off this season so Indie Guest says, last one from me. Didn't you technically wrap Deus Ex Machina in a Christmas special? Does that video exist? Uh, that wasn't me. That was Guitar Master X7, he was known as at the time. You guys might know him better as uh, Lyle Rath. Uh, he, he was one of the co-creators of Sanity Not Included. He's a cool guy. I was in communication with him briefly what during the whole machinima takedown thing. I mean, I got my show back, thank God, but I don't know what uh 
I don't know what's going on with them and sanity not included. I hope he got his show back to some degree or Lyle McDouchebag, that's right, yeah. McDouchebag, that's his real last name. I forgot. Uh man, I'm tired and I kinda wanna call it a day, but people want me to watch videos. I don't I don't want to neglect my birthday gift from the Discord. Um all right, let's just f let's fucking do an, a couple videos. Okie doke. Um All right, let me look through my email here. I got a really nice e I got a lot of nice emails actually over the past few weeks from people. I wanted to read a few of them out cuz they were so good. But uh, maybe that we'll do that another night. Maybe we'll just do uh, uh, the videos for tonight. Uh, I think it was John. Oh, shit. God damn it. All over my pants. Hang on. Look, everyone, I pissed myself. Ha ha. So it's Jonathan Hagens, I think, is the email I'm looking for. Okay. Jonathan Hagens, are you here in the chat? Make yourself known if you're here. I can't remember your alias on the chat. I think this is the right thing I'm loading up, but I'm not sure. Okay, so... People, pe the Discord people, I'm talking to you guys right now. Is the video you're talking about playing with job? Is that the video I'm sp I should be loading up here? Or was it another one? All right, that's the one. All right, so I'm going to load this up on my monitor. And we're going to... What do I need to do? I got to enable desktop audio. 
we'll turn that on. We'll lower this to about 25 decibels. And we'll go to activity. And... Oh, that uh, aspect ratio is weird. You know, I think because the uh, the frame is set up for a 16 by 10 window, but this is an older 16 by 9 monitor that I'm using right now because I'm I got rid of the other screen that I used before. Shit. Um. Ah, uh, whatever. I'm just gonna center this. Increase the scale a little bit. Center it. There we go. Okay, so desktop audio is on. Volume's on. You guys can hear me. All right, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and play it. If there's any volume issues, if you can't hear my voice over the audio, let me know and I'll, I'll fix it. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Let's do it. This is my first time seeing this, by the way. Okay? I don't know what to expect. I hope it's nice. Be nice to me. I have very sensitive feelings. You got your own production logo for the Discord. That's great. I love that. Force wave uh, quality. Oh, hang on. I can't. Uh, I can't really hear this properly. Let me just turn up my computer volume a little bit. You might get a little bit of an echo. I'm sorry about that. Because my, my headphones aren't in my computer. They're in my audio interface, which is for the microphone. It's kind of complicated to explain, but uh, I got to listen to the video audio through my laptop speakers. Dude, I love this fucking song. Hi, my name is Arza. Not too long ago, I became a mod for the RB and the Chief Discord. It's a nice shot. I like that wide shot. Well done. It's a weird place filled with racism, autism, fascism, and basically every other ism in the book. <laughs> we don't do much on the Discord, aside from bickering amongst ourselves. But every once in a while, we're handed an opportunity. Such an opportunity arose for three of our members recently, when out of the blue, they were contacted by Job Graham, who had decided to host a community game night, despite having said it would never happen again. The three players lucky enough <laughs> to be invited were Raptor, Jazz, and Derelict Country. Derelict is the admin for the server. I use both the terms admin and server very loosely in this regard. He spends most of his time being an Irish cuck with a chronic soy face. <laughs> Raptor is also an Irish cuck, albeit with a stranger personality and some very specific fetishes. Jazz is retarded. Not much else was known. The three of them joined Job's game with no idea of what to expect. This is their story. A 
if you like this introduction, be sure to subscribe to me on Twitch. Because no one else has. <laughs> I'm actually kind of nervous. He said that he wouldn't do game nights with fans ever again. I guess he changed his mind when he saw the community we built on the Discord. Yeah, because the Discord is such a shining example of the ideal community, right? Maybe he saw it and decided to kill himself. And he's doing this because he might as well now. That's retarded, Raptor. There are plenty of great people in the Discord. You guys are fucking autistic. Fuck off. Can't wait to discuss the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies with a job. Finally, someone who gets their greatness. Look, someone's coming. You think it's him? I'll turn it up a little bit. What's happening, guys? Captain Desi here. What the fuck, man? I'm not playing with him. Guys, look. It's Job. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for waiting. Oh, it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, we've only been here for a couple of minutes now. So, you decided you wanted to play with the community job? Can I tell the rest of the Discord about this? Everyone is welcome. Awesome. Except Jews. Oh. And fags. Damn. <laughs> I just want to say, it's an honor playing with you, Mr. Digital Fear. What game type are we guys? If you're not white, get out. Get out now. <laughs> We're all white job, but why is that... Black people have failed. Uh... Okay? Do you not like black people job? Fuck them. You know? They're all retards. <laughs> okay, um... Are we gonna play some Halo 3, or what? Halo 3 Reach. It's just <laughs> Halo 3 job. No, Halo 3 Reach. Right. Anyways, I'm Raptor. This is Joss. And I think you're already familiar with Derelict Country. Derelict County. It's, uh, it's country job. Uh, Derelict Country. No, Derelict County. Should we get going? It's all about map and weapon control if we want to win this round. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yas. Lincoln Park. My favorite. So edgy. Nice. Oh yeah. Shooting blacks. I can't get enough murder of people who have different colored skin than mine. <laughs> Gives me such a hard on. Look out, there's more over there. Yes, more black people to shoot in the face. I was wondering how long I'd have to wait. <laughs> in case I have to remind you guys again, this stream is only for people with glorious white skin like mine. <laughs> you guys for a minute i think job might be an actual racist <laughs> it's not cool what no he's fine besides this is probably our one and only chance to play with him just suck it up dude oh cool are you brought a car um that's not a car raptor that's the old m12 warthog lrv don't start with the fucking trivia jazz <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel! It's derelict, <laughs> dude. Derelict country. See in Clesham. Shut up! <laughs> oh, what about me, lads? 
You can't just leave me here, you fucking bricks. I'm an upstanding member of the Discord, two-time trivia champion, and the biggest fan here. Job, I wanted to talk about Spider-Man with you. I really like it. If you like it, you have bad taste, and you should kill yourself. <laughs> well, that is some sound logic. <laughs> Man, awesome. I hate furries just as much as anyone else, okay? How many times do I have to tell you guys I just like the art? Yeah, sure, Ra. <laughs> oh, by the way, when are you uploading the next Arby and the Chief video, dude? I can't just upload the videos, dude. Jesus, <laughs> Maybe you should try shutting up, Jazz. Anyway, where's the enemy team? Shouldn't they have respawned by now? There's one. Wait. <laughs> nice shot, Jazz. I'm gonna go teabag him. I will fucking help you do it. God knows you need the help. <laughs> mm, white skin. Ugh. White skin is the best kind of skin there is. <laughs> Not dirty brown skinned people. Ew. I'm getting really uncomfortable here, dude. Relax, man. It's obviously an act. Look, when he comes over here, we'll try and talk about something else, okay? Alright, but I swear to God, man. If he says something racist again, I'm out. So, job. How about those uh, liberals, huh? I love children. <laughs> Delicious children. <laughs> well, that wasn't technically racist. <laughs> so, are you ever going to bite the foam? I like changing the world. I like devastating the <laughs> That's Alex Jones, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's a lot of the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. I know all about the DMT. The DMT. The DMT. I don't care about coming on your podcast. I don't need to come on your podcast. But my point is, though, I know you're as smart as I am or smarter. Sandy Hook didn't happen. <laughs> Look at that crane shot. Bravo.
That was fucking hilarious, dude. All you guys, you did a good job. Very fucking funny. You know what I liked about it? I mean, obviously, it's a homage to an old video that I did. Playing with the Chief. So now I get the title now, Playing with Job. And uh, it's very clever tie-in. Tying the community game night thing with the Playing with the Chief idea. And using my clips out of context. It's the same thing I did with Chief in uh, Playing with the Chief. That's one of my older videos that uh, I don't have anymore. I lost my original copy of the video and I don't know if it's online anywhere. I don't know where to find it. I mean, I haven't searched too hard for it. I just, I keep, I forgot about it, to be honest. I was aware of it, though. I just wasn't thinking about it. I've got too much on my plate right now. But that that's something I would like to watch again. <clears throat> I would play that on a stream if I haven't already. Did I? I don't think we found it. You guys have it? That's awesome. If you can send me like a if you can send me a download link, I'd really appreciate it. I can add that to my I have an archive already. I'm not sure if uh I have it. I might. Fuck, I don't know. I'll check now. Uh where where would I have kept it? Projects RB and the Chief completed Legacy other stuff. No. I got my inside gaming special that I did for Machinima. My CJG at E3. I have Hard Justice One Life Remaining Halloween special. <laughs> Digital Fear's Guide to Making Halo 3 Machinima. But I don't think I have Playing with the Chief in here. Maybe it's in RB and the Chief. Specials? No, those are holiday specials. They're not this thing. Shorts? No, I don't have it in there either. Yeah, I don't I don't have it, I don't think. <clears throat> That's lame. Okay, yeah, so if somebody wants to send me a direct download of that, like if you upload it to I don't know, whatever, Mega or WeTransfer or whatever will let you, like, just let me download it. I would really like to <clears throat> get a hold of that. <clears throat> I know some of you guys want me to react to more videos, but uh, it's getting late, and I kind of I kind of want to call it a night. I think I'll probably stream again tomorrow because I've got more gameplay to shoot. Um... But I think that does it for the podcast just now. <clears throat> Reupload CJG at E3, dipshit. There's nowhere where we can watch that. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm kind of hesitant to, to be honest, because that was shot by... F funnily enough, that was Kale who shot that for me. He he followed me around with the camera to shoot that sketch. So it's kind of funny that, you know, I'm in this situation now where I can't get him to voice the character. <clears throat> um, yeah, really, I'm serious. 
he was great to work with. A great collaborative partner. Really funny, too. That's a, such a shame. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I've got some emails and some more videos that I'll get to on another stream. But for now, I think uh, that's enough. What? How long have we been do going now? Almost four hours. Yeah, this has been a while. <clears throat> uh, let me let me finish off the super chats and then we'll I'll go. I missed a, another bunch. <clears throat> Dice says the ultimate team: Ross Scott, John Graham, and Lyle McDouchebag. You know, if you mix creative people together, you're not necessarily going to get a great product just because, like, you mix together three individuals who have who are reputed on their own, you know, based on their own content. You're not going to get magic just because you throw a bunch of creative people in a room together. they they got to get along, you know. Not that I'm, I don't think I would get along with them. I've exchanged emails with Ross, and he seems like a very nice guy. And Lyle, too. He's a cool guy. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be against working with them on something. <clears throat> Dice also says, For real, though, a collab between you, Ross, and Lyle would be the best thing ever. The original Machinima team. I guess, yeah, that, that kind of links us together in a way. Ross and Lyle, yeah, they're like... Uh, OG Machinima guys. Ross in particular. I remember him from way back. Joe Cordova says, I've been here the whole time just listening. I wish I could have interacted more this stream. I hope for the best at your job, J John, or whatever you are doing. You have my support. Thank you, man. Arthur Lopez says, John, put your dong in my palm, Graham. <laughs> Kyle Bertagna says, all right, I'm calling it a night with that video. Have a good night, John. Sorry for the tree incident, losing a cast member, and just Machinima cucking you all this time. Also, stomach problems. Stay well. Thank you, man. Thank you all. Thank you, Kyle, Arthur, Joe, Dice. Much appreciated. And Captain Desi says, me, you, and Alex Jones were taken from YouTube vids. I didn't provide actual voice work for this, but that was my voice with the Red Recon guy, lol. That's cool, man. Thank thank you for working on that. I big thanks to the RB and the Chief Discord. I love you guys. I love that uh I love the creative energy. I like the collaboration and the your videos are fucking funny. If you you keep making more, I'll I'll keep watching them. Love the support. Um all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits here, guys. I'm uh I'm a little tired and I got some things to do. One of them being uh I'm gonna pretty much right away gonna get this podcast up as fast as I can. <clears throat> Just so I can uh I want I want that casting call out there so I can get as many auditions coming in via email as possible. <clears throat> Um, 
So thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for your patience and your support this whole time. Um, thank you for your patience with the whole Patreon thing. Like I said, um, I'm going to switch my payment model to per video. So I don't want to charge you guys anymore for, uh, I mean, I'm still going to be releasing parts on Patreon, but I don't want to charge anyone and uh, for January and hopefully not <clears throat> again until episode 13 is done. And I'm, I've put out applications and I'm looking for a new job, for a new steady source of income. So I'm working on episode 13 and it's going to be as good as I can fucking make it. So thank you all. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful night. Have a good sleep. Thank you for staying up with me. <clears throat> Peace, guys. <laughs>